0: cleveland this is for you
1: talking about balls, ladies and gentlemen welcome to talking about balls i am justin george joined as always by kyle price i do not like where my mic is so i'm gonna lift that son of a bitch up and you're gonna have to deal with it people but so we now here. you're
2: playing with sticks instead of talking about balls
1: we do it all here on the show we don't judge excellent uh kyle welcome uh as you just heard right there, Tim Buck Two. First and foremost, let's give a shout out. Happy birthday to him! He has the day off today. We're letting him celebrate in style. Happy
0: birthday, Tim.
1: I hope he's living it up, loving life.
0: Do we know how old Mr. Uh, Mr. Buck
1: Two is? I think he's about my age, so early thirties. I forgot exactly, but I think he's right around my age. So we'll just say uh, happy early thirtieth something birthday to you, Tim. That's awesome. We'll verify next week, but happy shout birthday, Tim. To Tim. Hope he's enjoying it. Tim good. Buck Two. Getting a little toasted, having some drinks. It's the way to do it. Celebrate, get fucked up, but yeah. So rumor has
2: it he's over at Studio One with uh, Mr. AKA himself on She Vibes.
1: That's a hell of a way to spend a birthday, in my opinion. So I don't blame him at all. Happy birthday, Tim! Uh, the, the voice you just heard is Lee Money from Steel City Renegades, from Money's Crazy Mind, from Money's Crazy soundtrack. He does it all. Produces on a bunch of shows. You guys all know him. He's been on here a bunch of times. So that is, of course, who's our producer today. And uh, I got Kyle. What's up?
0: And you've got Kyle. I'm so sorry. You seem sad about that. I'm
1: here. Yeah, it's like a, and yeah, I guess this guy yeah, too. Yeah. This guy's here too. He, he showed up.
0: I come to work when I, when I need to I'm
1: here. Absolutely.
0: But we're full-time. We're back full-time.
1: We are. Uh, starting today, we are weekly up until the, the end of the NFL season. We will be every Wednesday night, Make 7 it. to 9, uh, unless something happens. Uh, but we will do an episode a week. So if we have to uh, you come in and record one early, it will air at the same time. But we'll figure all that out in case anything comes to it um but we are here we're ready to get started as you guys know this is a we do we talk about everything but we're cleveland cleveland based so any cleveland news or anything like that drama if you will which we thought was gone we talk about (laughs) uh and of course we're talking about baker mayfield to start the show off because there is baker browns Drama again. The new Carolina Panther was named the official starting quarterback uh, after uh, a, a brutal, brutal quarterback carousel down in Carolina. Between, I'm starting to think, right, this is just Conspiracy Carl going on right now here. Baker, he went full Tanya Harding on uh, <laughs> Matt Corral and Sam Darnold, who both got hurt so he could get the job.
0: Wait, you didn't see that, Did that meme? See character, where he's crossing the names off the wall. No, so, I didn't. Yeah, so it's Baker's. May- Damn it! I face. thought I was the first one to think of that. Baker Mayfield's face over the uh, his character, and then he's crossing off his Matt Carroll, and then he has a uh, um, what's him called? Uh, brain fart. Sam, Sam. Darnold.
1: Damn it! Yeah, no, I uh, I didn't see that. I wish I would have though, because <laughs> honestly, that's uh, I thought I was original on that one. It's, Damn it! It's all right. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So so. Suck. Baker Mayfield is the starting quarterback with the Carolina Panthers it and
0: competition no, I, don't mean it. I don't think it
1: was I mean, no it really wasn't I mean honestly we all knew Sam darnold wasn't a good quarterback I it, the 2018 draft for me when I go back and look at it obviously you I I, I won't live it down I'm I, I'm honest about it I liked I liked Rosen coming out because again look at the guys who were the consensus top few picks you had Josh Allen, who was a huge project, we've talked about this before, there is no way in hell the Browns were going to turn Josh Allen into the Josh Allen that he is now. He would more than likely be out of the NFL if Hugh Jackson were working with him from day one. Right. I think we can all agree with that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, we, we've joked in the past that the, the Browns are, are are the team quarterbacks come to die, at. literally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: we would have t- made Josh Allen like the worst quarterback in the NFL.
1: And that's the fucked up thing with, with people that go back and look at uh, – People go back and look at drafts, and they obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. And people will go and say, "Oh, the Browns fucked up. They should have taken this guy. Should have taken that guy." And, and this goes for any team. The system has so much to do with it, and then the the people you're surrounded with have so much to do with you being successful in the NFL. I would say most of it is, of course, your talent. You need to have talent, but at the same time, you need to be put into good situations because look at guys that get hurt because they're put in bad situations where they're drafted high as a quarterback. They're, giving, they're given no protection. Look at Andrew Luck. Great quarterback. Given no protection. Got his ass kicked in Indianapolis. It was great when he could stay upright. And then retire, he got hurt, had to retire early. early because of too many injuries. I mean, didn't he get his kidney lacerated on the field or something like that? I mean,
0: that was one of the biggest injuries he had. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's so many other, like, injuries. He had neck he injuries, had. I think. It's like, insane.
1: he had so many injuries, and, and the poor guy just couldn't stay healthy. So he called it a career. But imagine if they took care of him properly. And that's the thing with, like, yeah, it's easy to look back and say, the Browns fucked up. They took Baker number one. They should have taken Josh Allen. It's, again, hindsight's 20-20. But Baker Mayfield's a fine quarterback. Is he a number one worthy quarterback? No chance. Baker I don't think. Retent- I really Mayfield don't think anybody's going to say that. And here it comes. Yeah, here it week comes. One. Mr. Baker, who everybody and their brother. I, I still, I don't know when this happened. Everybody and their brother talks about Baker plays his best with his back against the wall when everyone's doubting him, this and that. When has he ever come out and shut up haters and doubters and et cetera? I, I, I don't know of any. Do you?
0: No, because since the first week that he came into the Browns game, there was nobody hating on him. No. We were just so happy to have a quarterback that moved the ball down the
1: field. Because that was the thing. He would—he <laughs> had a, a rookie year that that had some ups and downs because, you know, we were a bad team. Set a rookie record. Set the yeah, rookie yeah. record at the time for the touchdown thing. Congratulations. Did it in 14 games, I think it was. Yeah. And then the next year, he came out and sucked with uh, Freddie Kitchens. Yep. And then comes out with Kevin Stefanski and has average years. Again, I know how Browns fans feel about his 2020 season. They think he's the greatest quarterback they've ever seen. His numbers were not that great. If you really break down Baker Mayfield's season, it was average at best. Not a number one overall pick. And I can't think of any game where he went out there and lit it up, and it was fueled by something. He had some good games. I'm not knocking it. He had a great game last year that comes to mind. Uh, Week one against Kansas City until he threw the interception at the end of the game. Great game Uh, against the Chargers. Great game. We, we almost won that game. Offensive juggernaut, you know, oh, from both was, sides. That
0: was a hell of a game back and forth.
1: Just a great game to watch. But those games didn't come after something great happened to Baker. I can't think of it. Like, one of the things I can think about was there were, last year, so many questions about Baker. He's injured. He shouldn't be playing. People are questioning his toughness. Should he be out there, et cetera? Well, I take that back. Nobody was really questioning his toughness. They were asking, is if, is he too tough? Like, he's refusing to, not, to, to, to sit, and it's hurting the team. And he goes out and look at look at what he did against the Lions, shit the bed. We almost lost. Yeah, almost, he was terrible.
0: It makes you really stop and think. Like, what had what would be if he didn't go and try to tackle that that guy? Who Justin
1: was, Reed, like, wasn't it the safety?
0: I believe so. Because he was trying to throw it. Was it Anthony Swarzfish throwing the ball too? Or yeah. It, yeah. So I mean, if he not just he would just walked out, walked to the side like every other quarterback does. They don't try to throw their body into the
1: mix. No, and nor nor should they. I
0: mean, what would have been last year? What could have been last year? You know, but man, it is what it is. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's honestly nothing you can do. Um, Shit happens. I I, I don't think the injury would have made Baker's season better or worse uh, because he's an average quarterback. I don't think if he would have stayed healthy that he would have had some career year and that the Browns fucked up and got rid of some future MVP candidate. Uh, I think they got rid of an average quarterback. They upgraded for Deshaun Watson. A lot of fans, my favorite thing that I see from people is where they say, Oh, they did him dirty. I hear your uh, mic is quiet. I got a little feedback. So if you could turn Kyle's mic up a little bit, Lee. Thank you. Um, But a lot of people say that, you know, the Browns did him dirty. How did they do him dirty? What team didn't replace a player this year in the NFL? Every team did. Not necessarily all quarterback, but players get replaced. That's what you do in the NFL. Like
0: every bad
1: team, yeah. Not even just quarterback. I just mean in general. Like every year, every team lets a guy go that fans might love But they're doing it because they think it's in the best interest of the team. They feel it's an upgrade. They're getting cheaper. They're getting younger, whatever. Um, Like, for instance, this one didn't really have anything to do with it because they're about the same age, Baker and Deshaun. But it came out today, the average NFL roster, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the oldest team in the NFL, average. The Browns have the youngest. That's incredible to me. To think about this team was a playoff team two years ago. Eight win team last year right. with obviously all the excuses in the world for Baker that people had of why we sucked. It was because Baker was hurt. Stefanski's coaching was bad. Whatever excuses you want to make, we won eight games. That's a damn good team in the NFL. If you can win eight games, you're you're right in the middle. That's that's not bad. You're teetering one way or the other, and we have the youngest roster in the NFL, which means we're if these guys pan out, have the talent that the the front office thinks that they're going to have. We're in good hands for the foreseeable future. I mean,
0: what's crazy to think is that we have the youngest roster, but we also have a young roster with some pretty good veterans on the team. Absolutely.
1: Well. Like, name some of the best players. I mean, you go yeah, Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett Chubb, Chubb. Nick Chubb. These guys are four or five years um, in the Amari, NFL. Amari Cooper. Amari yeah. Cooper's in his, like, eighth year or something yeah, like that. I mean,
0: you have you have good talent on the team that's young, but also been in the league long enough to be the veteran. So yeah. they can help these younger people coming in. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, and we'll talk more about it, but I'm so excited to see this defense play this year. Oh, of course, so of course. I'm so excited to see the secondary do what they have to do. I'm, I'm so excited to see how these players pan out. Like, it's just I'm pumped for it.
1: Of course, I say
0: that now and I get excited, and then like week two, I'm like texting you, go motherfucker.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have gotten so much better as being a fan, where I watch the game from a technical aspect, and I know you even mentioned in the past that I, the way I break a game down has helped you see it a different way, and like yeah, it's true. I I, I strive for that. I try to help people because. I watch the game, and most people just focus on one thing. They just focus on the quarterback. If somebody drops a ball, it's, oh, that guy sucks. He should have caught it. But then you go back, and I like to rewatch plays. I like to see what went wrong. Who did what? Uh, Lee, can we change the camera? I'm looking at Kyle a lot here.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, I did work out this morning. Yeah, I noticed Kyle I noticed was, like, starting too. to get,
1: like, he's like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this still on me? Um but yeah but i like to watch the game in a different way and again that's how i was able to evaluate baker and i told people i got into how many arguments kyle can attest with with his friends and, and like strangers etc okay. i do i do love it um but i got into so many arguments with people about baker two years ago when baker took us to the playoffs when he won a playoff game i was still sitting there going yeah he was fine but he could be better we could have a better quarterback and in that offseason, when i found out deshaun watson wanted traded two seasons you know two off seasons ago. Um, I, I told Kyle right away, you and I even went back and forth because you were yep. against it. I yeah. was like, Deshaun Watson is a clear-cut upgrade from Baker, and look at this roster. He makes us a Super Bowl contender.
0: You could probably go back into one of our earlier podcasts. and that's, I Yeah,
1: we had that conversation exact conversation on, on the show because that's, that's truthfully, I, I was all about Deshaun Watson because I know he's great, and I understand winning in the NFL starts with a great quarterback for the most part. So it's
0: Are you a little nervous of week one here? Because just in case Baker catches a little bit of that Baker luck and comes out and kind of lights this up a little bit.
1: No, because I look at it as who do I trust more in terms of the knowledge that they have of the opposition. The defense could run plays Baker's never seen before. Kevin Stefanski knows what Baker wants to do. When you work with a guy that closely, you know what he's going to do. You know, his game Baker's been in the league for four years. And again, this isn't me being a hater. This is just factual. Look at his stats. He is so fucking consistently average, you know what he is as a quarterback. I think that's a huge benefit for Kevin Stefanski and what they're going to scheme with the defense and Eric Woods. And I think there's extra motivation because how many rumors came out last year that J.J. Clowney was not coming back to Cleveland if Baker Mayfield was still on the team. Other players were rumored as they didn't want to be here if Baker was here. Uh, I feel like there's bad blood. People hate this guy. They're going to go out there and want to fuck him up, pun intended, which is why he starts to show off, because Baker was oh, quoted nice transition. Now we're by Cynthia yeah. Frudlin, or Fraudlin, however you say your fucking name. I've never heard of her, honestly, till today, or yesterday. Well,
0: is she, she's a Bills beat reporter, isn't
1: she? I think she's just a national. I really don't know much oh, about her.
2: I
0: thought
1: she just...
2: No, she was a Bills beat reporter that was interviewing him after the preseason yeah, game. Yeah, that's what I
1: thought. Oh, is that, that what it is? Okay. Yeah, I thought she's... she just worked with the NFL. I no, wasn't I sure. She's
0: not, like, big time. She's just someone who's seen Baker in the past, and... As, as he says,
1: I've known her for
0: years or whatever, yeah. whatever that meant. No. So
1: she was on the yeah, – uh, a couple cheesecake factories. Around the NFL. She's way too hot for him. Uh, <laughs> she was on the Around the NFL podcast with uh, a podcast uh, friend of show for us. We like the the, the show Jeselnik and Rosenthal Vanity yeah. Project. Yeah. JRVP. Uh, Greg Rosenthal works for the NFL. Best friends with Anthony Jeselnik. They have a podcast together, and she was on that show. That's the only way I, ever, I heard of it was because of uh, – him being on it. And she said that she saw Baker on the sideline after the game or during the game, whatever, against the Bills, a preseason game. And she went up to him and said, Great to see you, this and that. I cannot wait to see you week one. You know, go out there and kick some ass. And he said, uh, I'm going to fuck them up. <laughs> and she went on the podcast and said, Yeah, I talked to Baker. And when I asked him about week one, he said, I'm going to fuck them up. Now Baker has come out and denied it.
0: Man, he walked that dog backwards quickly. Tonight.
1: Which. I find funny because what's the biggest thing with everybody that everybody loved about Baker's? He was like, "Yo, he didn't care, he didn't take any shit, and he, you know, he's a tough guy and loved to t- run his mouth and this and that." He came out right away with the like a dog with his tail between his legs, and he's like, "Oh, I, n- I never said that. That's no, I wouldn't say that."
0: I mean, when you're going out of week one and see Garrett here. Clowny there clowny there, and yeah. everybody
1: else that just doesn't like you. John Johnson waiting they're for you to throw with, a pick out there with
0: free in the middle that probably wants to eat anybody up. You know? yeah. It's
1: just, yeah. It's not, it's not great. Uh, so yeah, Baker, of course, that's why this episode is titled the big mouth. And that is strictly because of Baker Mayfield and his big fucking trap. Cause he runs his mouth. And I fully, fully, fully believe that he said this. I, I don't, I don't buy into the whole, I never said that. He's oh. you've seen him grab his junk on the football field slam the the flag in the middle at ohio uh, stadium you really think he would go oh, i didn't say that I'm, I'm i'm a very respectable young man
0: that was gonna be one of the questions gonna ask you is that if he wins does he do the old uh honka honka to the ball sack
1: course,
0: um <laughs> pointing to the uh to the other sideline
1: he he'll do something i'm sure because that's just who he is if if big if if he gets to win uh spoiler alert for next week's picks big if um but so you're going
0: with carolina <laughs> yeah
1: it. yeah absolutely um, realistically, though, it, it's not a good argument because we traded Baker Mayfield away and brought in Deshaun Watson to be our quarterback. Deshaun Watson's not even playing in the game. So Baker's playing against Jacoby Brissett.
0: We'll be in counseling during the game.
1: Who, according to, we'll get to when we talk about the preseason overreaction people have, people are are very, very worried about Jacoby Brissett, and we'll get to that. But it's not like Baker's going against our finished product team that we're trying to win Super Bowls with, why we made the trade, et cetera. We are trying to tread water for the first 11 games to be rescued by the USS Deshaun Watson when he comes floating out there week 12 or whatever. Week 13, he's allowed to play against the fucking Texans.
0: What does that boat look like, you think?
1: Uh, t- the it's very long and skinny. You've seen the – Does it have a hole in the face here? You know the picture uh, with LeBron and D-Wade and all them in the banana boat? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that. It's that. But it's it's brown. Uh, it just looks like a dick.
2: Well, I was so, going to say it looks like a massage table. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: So it's uh, – so the answer No, is-
1: that wouldn't flow because he has a hole in it so he can put his dick through it. So that's you can't swim on that. Plus,
0: anybody who's seen Titanic, <laughs> we know you can't get more than one person on a table
1: or something. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's Mike brought up a really good point too. Cleveland is just full of young talent. Like the, the city's on the rise. It really is. We'll talk. I don't really have much to talk about the in Or the Guardian weekend. Blow it. But, yeah, it's not looking good. I did say that a couple of weeks ago. I told Kyle, I'm like, I could see us missing out by a couple of games because we choke at the end because they're young and not ready for it.
0: And I didn't realize this uh, little tangent about the Guardians, I guess, like two weeks ago at the Beer Olympics. Uh, not very sober me. Just went on a tangent about how the Guardians are horrible. They're going to fucking blow it. So, I guess I have, like, down deep inside of me that it's just going to happen.
1: So. See, when I badmouth them, they win and they play well, and I haven't – I've been kind of even keel and not said anything, but, uh, I mean, they fluked a win last night against the Orioles. Over the weekend, they pissed away three games against the Mariners. Mariners are coming back to town this weekend. We're, we're probably going to piss away another few games. So the Guardians are young. They're, they are they don't know how to play when the lights get bright. Right now, I think, actually, over the weekend, the the way the playoff bracket lined up, we would have played the Mariners. So that was a little taste of the playoffs. And we lost three out of four. So I don't know if you guys are keeping score at home. That means we're fucking eliminated from the playoffs already. So it's not looking good for the Guardians in a, in a five-game series or whatever the fuck the first round is. I don't even know if it's five games so anymore. It's not
0: getting heated. We don't have the Guardians in the menu
1: today. I got to talk shit about them so they fucking win. That's the only way they win because real... they're a bunch of fucking losers. And I got to go full major league on them and just talk uh, about how shitty they are.
0: So real quick to end the Baker thing. So <laughs> it's the... Uh...
1: Week one. See, Mike got me on a fucking tangent. What do you want from me? Thanks, Bander.
0: You dick. <laughs> um, so, week one is so the what's the bigger thing? Is it a bigger thing for the Browns to win or is it a bigger thing for Baker to come out and win? What's a bigger deal? Like to what side?
1: Uh, the Browns need to win. No question about it. Uh, must win for the Browns. Week it's, it's a must win because, uh, like, the, the story is going to read and we all know the headline that we traded away Baker. So, this regime, this front office, this coaching staff this team that bad him pretty much, even some of them were anonymous. We know that there's bad blood with Baker. You can't lose this game. Yeah. It makes the Browns look terrible. Again, I understand if we lose, I am not going to be happy because I fucking hate losing, but I understand that we're playing Jacoby Brissett, whose job is to just hopefully do enough to not lose us games. We're not expecting Jacoby Brissett to win us games and to, to light the world on fire. Just don't make mistakes and don't lose the game so if we lose
0: hike the ball and hand the ball
1: off. fans the media the world it's going to be the talk of the town for the first week about how baker stuck it to his old team and again this is just how stupid some fans are the, the baker bros and shit like that out there baker could go hypothetical number here baker could go like 12 of 28 for 125 yards one touchdown two interceptions They could win the game twenty-one to twenty. Baker won that game, and they will say Baker sticks it to his old team because that's how fucking crazy these fans are. They're nuts about Baker. They They don't understand
0: the McCaffrey two hundred yards rushing and three touchdowns, or
1: like yeah, Brissett fumbled or Brissett threw a a pick six. They'll say Baker won that game, and it's like the it's the Steelers playoff game that the Browns had. Jacoby Brissett could have won that game for us. Baker didn't do anything special as a quarterback. Our defense stepped up and, and created a bunch of turnovers and then a lot of the plays were little dink and dunks their, their where offense, the receivers did all the work.
0: Their offense also stepped up and did a lot of things for us, too.
1: 100%. I mean, uh, Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger was our best quarterback. He connected more with the Browns than Baker did, I think. Um, But but realistically, that is how it's going to be. The narrative is going to be Baker won the game. Baker did this, Baker did that, and that's the fucked up thing. So, uh, to me, this is a must-win game, must game because you cannot put that week one we're already hated. The Browns are the most yeah. hated team in sports, and I am all for We're it. I love Darth it. Vader Bring that Vegas. shit on. Uh, I didn't put it in the notes or anything this week, but we could talk about it. Uh, Wyatt Teller, a couple weeks ago, was kind of asked about the booing that happened in Jacksonville, and he just said, like, it's going to happen wherever we go. We understand that's how you know people's perception of us is right now. So it's Cleveland against the world. And then people came out and basically tried to bash him for saying that because they're like, well, you're... Basically, defending Deshaun Watson and his behavior because you're, you know, you're siding with him and the blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, he's trying to give political answers of, I didn't mean it that way, et cetera, et cetera. We know what he meant. Um, it really is Cleveland against the world, though. He wasn't, no lies detected. That's exactly what this is going to be. We are going to get booed. We are going to get ridiculed. I specifically wore a Deshaun Watson jersey to the draft in Vegas because I wanted that smoke. How'd that go? Honestly, it went great. I had a couple people yell at me. Um, I think it was a Jets fan and some Raiders fans that tried to talk shit, and I just – my mouth right back. I forgot exactly what I said, but uh, I only wish I'm that the – I'm pretty sure the Raiders fans
0: have no gra- moral high ground to stand
1: out. Not at all, no. <laughs> and nor do really the Jets. I mean, their biggest – their quarterback's claim to fame is that he fucks grandmas. Like, that's not a great thing. Our quarterback at least likes him his own age. Zach Wilson's got to go out there and fuck the neighbor's grandma. <sighs> and then exactly no, – it's more like uh, – I don't even know what the sound an old grandma would make. Eh, eh, yeah, it's like, eh, eh. Eh. Hand me my dentures. (laughs) Like, I don't even know. Uh, But I wish that would have come out before I went to the draft because I could have really roasted the Jets fans that were talking shit. But, uh, I I mean, I made fun of them all. But there are going to be fans that are not even just fans. Just the world is going to hate the Cleveland Browns. So, if we lose that game, it is going to be miserable on social media.
0: I just can't wait for the season to start. I'm pumped. Same with me.
1: I mean, even then, before that, September 8th, uh, there's the – Ninth. No, it's the 8th. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, Thursday night. Yeah. We got the Rams and the Bills. That game's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait. Uh, there it is, patting to JG Burp.
2: So you mean to say that uh, right now Cleveland to Baker is sounding more like, Luke, I am your
1: father. We need to go out there and show Baker that we're his daddy. That's exactly what needs to happen. Um, again, he's just a shit talker. It is what it is. I, I don't have ill will towards the guy. I just understand that I want this football team to, as a diehard Cleveland Browns fan, my ultimate goal is a Super Bowl, and as it should for any Browns fan in the world. I get it. You may have some moral implications or objections, I mean, to Deshaun Watson. That's fine. That's your prerogative. I'm not here to tell you you have to love the guy. But he is a quarterback of this team. If you want to be a fan of this team, you you have to be with it or against it. There's no middle ground. How can you watch a game with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback, and go, well, I mean, I want the Browns to win, but I really don't want him to be great. That You can't have both. I mean, it's so rare that you're going to win games with a quarterback sucking. And when you have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, you expect him to be good for the most part. I would think.
0: Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, so it's not
1: like. Yeah, it's it's doable that you can with without great quarterback play. But luckily, the Browns upgraded from a Trent Dilfer type, and they got themselves a real quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Again, Baker, good luck to you, more power to you. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Again, I just think he's an average quarterback. If, If the Carolina Panthers' goal this year is to be a six seven maybe eight win team congratulations I think you have the perfect quarterback to help you get there if you can stay healthy this
0: would be the year they go to the Super Bowl
1: now. you know I, I forget who keeps saying it uh it's somebody it might be 850 Rizzo somebody keeps saying like they're worried that they're they're not worried but they think the Panthers could have a really good year and the Panthers could make the uh the playoffs because the Saints aren't that great and every time I hear that I go did, did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like are they no longer a team <laughs> How do they forget them? <laughs> and it's not like he said it once. It was a slip of the tongue. He says it multiple times of how, yeah, I don't know, the Panthers actually kind of scare me as a surprise playoff team. I think the South's pretty weak. And, so
0: do they think they're getting in
1: as a wild card? I don't, I, I don't know. Sure. They they only say the South. They say if uh, Sean Payton's no longer there in, in New Orleans, so they're like the South is wide open because the, the Falcons suck. The fuck it is. Tom Brady's still there. Albeit he may have left to film a potential show on Fox. We'll get to that a little bit later. Oh, I've got other theories. But uh, too. So we have wait. theories. I, I love conspiracy. I, I can't it's, wait
0: to get to it. Got it's conspiracy
1: theory day, everybody. Baker Mayfield went full Tanya Harding, and that's why he is the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers.
2: I'll tell you the conspiracy theory we had on Renegades about Tom Brady missing for ten days too. Let's yeah, let's wait
1: till we get. We'll do that after break. I, so we, we have we some good ones. I like one it. In the
0: bank is Baker went Tanya Harding got it.
3: All right. That's
1: it. That's conspiracy theory one for the day. I could. I don't have any more, but I'll come up with more if I have to. Um, but yeah, so that was the the big news. I mean, I'm happy the Baker came out and said all that yesterday. Well, came out and denied it today. The news came out yesterday. Of course, Cynthia Freeland, whatever, uh, she has tried to help backtrack to make it look better. But it, it, the cat's out of the bag. You said what you said. We 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 all know Baker too well to know that he wouldn't. He would say something like that. That is a classic Baker quote. That is something he would say. I don't take any personal offense to it that he would say that. He should say that. He is facing a team. He he probably does feel like a scorned lover. He's facing his ex-team. It's week one. Uh, you know, they kicked him to the curb. He's on this new team. It's, it's, it, the story writes itself. It's fantastic for the NFL. I don't know how they, how they did it this way. You're going to have Baker against the Browns. You're going to have Russell Wilson against the uh, Seattle Seahawks week one. You're going to have Deshaun Watson coming in and going right up against the fucking Texans for his first game. The, the stories write themselves for the NFL. Um, well,
0: I mean, it's he's just basically Vince McMahon of the NFL. He's just planning all these different storylines to bank money off
1: of. Yeah, that's what Goodell does. He he he's, he knows how to keep the NFL in the headlines and in and, and top of the page, and that's what they do.
0: I'm just waiting for the notorious hair for hair match against someone. You know, you
1: know. I would like NFL, that honestly. The, I, or the uh, conspiracy number two: Roger Goodell wears a wig. I'm throwing <laughs> that one out there too. So yeah, he wants to put that. They could do a Trump versus Goodell hair versus hair match, and like one of them has to lose. We can't just sacrifice Vince McMahon again. I'm all for it.
0: Dave Portnoy has to be the one to shave Goodell's hair because he's like the most hated man from Goodell right now. Dave
1: Portnoy has to shave, well, give give him the buzzers for about half of the haircut, and then Deshaun Watson gets to do the rest. I think that's <laughs> only fair. And then um, I think, I don't know, who, who would shave Trump's head? Who, who who do we think hates Trump the most out of anybody? I don't, I don't even know. I
0: think you should trust anybody with shears against Trump's face right now. Honestly, I think
1: <laughs> I think it should be Bernie Sanders. And I only say that because there's actually no haircutting involved. You literally just go boop. Rip the rip the wig off because that thing's fake as fuck on Trump's head. So that's easy. Bernie can do that. He can lift it. Um,
0: so we met our Baker quota. We can talk about Baker again next month, right? So we're done for the month.
1: Uh, no, no, okay. Baker's <laughs> Baker will be discussed uh, next week, the week after, because obviously we have to follow up the the game recap, and then that should just about do it. Unless he does something great or does something stupid. Honestly, that's the end of it. We'll talk about the Panthers. Is just another team in the NFL. Um, but because he's facing the Browns, because he has a quote directed towards the Browns, it's it's a hot topic. We had to talk about it. Uh, moving on with the Browns, though, uh, we'll see you week one, Baker. Roster cuts had to happen. Uh, I took some notes. I don't know if you have any. I know yeah, you I said a, you left some of your stuff.
0: Yeah, I wrote, I wrote a couple down. Okay, some so the stuff that I was
1: Browns by. made their cuts today. A couple surprising moves. Uh, in terms of the names that got released, I don't really find any too shocking, personally. Uh, I thought Blake Hance was a questionable cut only because of his durability and his usefulness on the offensive line. He could play almost any position. He's
0: getting picked up right away today, too.
1: My thought was that they were cutting him to put him on the practice squad, which more than likely they were doing. But uh, San Francisco picked him up. So he is gone, unfortunately. We'll see what happens there. I think I forgot the way the NFL works. Once the season starts, I know it's when you you claim a guy off of waivers, you have to keep them on your active roster for at least a week. Uh, Early in the season, I don't know if that's still the rule. I don't think so because I think you can still pick up guys and stash them on your practice squad. So my guess is he ends up on San Francisco's practice squad, or maybe he does make the team.
0: I thought I thought it was good, like a good depth person to have and, in, and in your roster. He I fits
1: mean... in San Francisco because they run a very similar offense that we ran with Kevin Stefanski, where you're you're running the ball and your quarterback doesn't need to do a ton. We're not an air attack style offense. Blake Hans proved that he can play in an offense like that, so it's very very attractive to other teams that run the ball. And San Francisco liked him, so they took him away. um Isaac Rochelle was cut today. He made the initial
0: fifty-three. <laughs> are you are you on TikTok?
1: No. Okay. Isn't he? Oh, he's the famous TikTok guy. <laughs> yeah. That's him. Okay, so I've heard he's, of that. He's okay. On
0: TikTok with his very very beautiful wife. Um, but he made a TikTok yesterday, and oh no, 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 no it was twenty hours ago he made it, and he's wearing a Browns jersey and he's talking about how his wife like runs the show and his wife should get his own jersey and the cleveland browns posted on there guess we need to update our our roster literally says that and it's like comments and then not even t- 10 hours later he's cut from the team
1: oh shit
0: so there's people on there like roasting like you really commented this knowing you probably were going to cut this guy <laughs>
1: That well, you know what? In their defense, I don't think they knew at the time they were going to cut him. Because Adam, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. It's
0: still what's up, Adam. It's still funny timing. Like that's the one comment on there. It's like we need to update our roster.
1: Yeah, unfortunately (laughs) for Isaac Rochelle, he was the 53rd man. So he, when we made our final roster cuts, he was the bottom of the barrel guy. And for those of you that didn't see it today, the Browns did claim. Former, I think he was a third-round pick. Third-round pick. In Kellen Mond. Yeah. Uh, last year's draft by the Minnesota Vikings, and they they waived him. They actually waived like three or four players from their 2021 draft, which yeah. is shocking. New regime. That's what happens, though. Um,
0: so funny they got what's-his-face from uh, Philadelphia. Jalen Regor yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Which, ironically yeah. enough, my favorite thing about that is somebody tweeted, they said the Eagles got more for Jalen Ragor than the Browns gave up for Amari Cooper. That shows you the power of Andrew Barry. It's true. Before these wide receivers became the, like, highest paid position in football for for some reason and the, the most highly coveted position, we got Amari Cooper for fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, Andrew Barry starts the trends, man. He got Amari Cooper before the fucking prices shot up for everybody. He gives uh, Deshaun Watson this maximum contract, which... Uh, uh, let's just preface this now. For There's a lot of haters out there. And I won't even say haters. It, it's one of Kyle's buddies I was talking to um, very nicely, good civil conversation about the Browns. And he was just commenting about our uh, our salary cap and how, like, right now, if you look on, you know, whatever, overthecap.com or under the cap, whatever the fuck it's called, um, people say, well, it shows next year you're in the red. So the Browns have no cap space. And I'm like, y- you really don't think they're going to rework contracts and make that work out?
0: Yeah, they'll bring stuff to the front of the contract.
1: Yeah, because next year will be ahead. the first year Deshaun Watson's contract sh- shoots up and is worth a shitload of money. And I guarantee Andrew Barry's going to rework it. He's going to do what you have to do, and he's going to do the whole, um, you know, it's it's a signing bonus. It doesn't count towards the cap, this and that. And right. quick shout-out to Dave. Dave is here looking healthy, looking good, happy to see you. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to do that. I think the cap's going to be fine. So let's, let's not even worry about that right now. We're worried about the 2021 season. So one of
0: the notes I wrote – down to back or the 22. Time. I forgot what
1: fucking year it is. I don't know. Back in time? Yeah, I wish.
0: So one of the notes I wrote down that I was concerned about was just the, all the, the uh, wide receiver releases we had. Like, we have a five wide receiver room right now. Yeah. And that, that probably tells you, but they have to be going after some wideouts right now.
1: Yeah, this roster is far from finished. Because that's some of the notes that I made right now is that we do have, um, we only have two tight ends on the roster. Which is not, a, that's not a Kevin Stefanski offense. You're, you can't roll with two. Especially when it's David Njoku and Harrison Bryant. Those two, very athletic. Not prototypical tight ends. Both are kind of that hybrid size where they could be wide receivers. Like, they got the speed, the strength, all that. Um, both can't stay healthy. That's a given. Right. There's no way we roll in with only two. Uh, one of the names I was going to say to look out for was going to be O.J. Howard. I think
0: he's in talks with the
1: team right now. But it's looking like the Bengals are going to be picking him up. So he was a guy that I was looking at. Uh, there's a couple other guys that came out. Somebody that really fits us. Uh, well, we'll talk about later. But I think there's a couple guys out there that the Browns could be looking at uh that would fit that bill but
0: but they have to go after and get some wide receiver we'll talk more about it later but i think that's that's the biggest thing about that concerned me with the cuts was just you know especially
1: when you look at the wide receivers we have so you have amari cooper who yeah one. he's our number 1 at this stage of his career should be a number 2 yeah. i think he would be a really good number 2 um but in the situation we're in, that's all we can do is have him as our number one. So it is what it is. Number two, you're going Donovan Peoples Jones, who is, I think, still a very, very unproven raw product. I just that guy product. Comes
0: out this year and does something. I mean, I do too. He's he, got such talent.
1: His rookie year showed huge flashes. You really thought this. They, they hit a fucking steal in the sixth round with this kid. Last year, didn't do so much. But again, what wide receiver did? That's kind of how I look at it. Stone hands. Schwartz, um, that's true. I mean, he, and then, yeah, then you're going go to go to the... He's
0: got the yips, right? I mean, that's the other be, thing, too,
1: with with Schwartz is he's getting a lot of hate from fans that are pissed we didn't cut him, etc. But think about it realistically. Mitchell, uh, or not Mitchell Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz is, he's, he's like our fourth or fifth wide receiver. So I don't really see the need for people to be that angry about it. He's a third-round pick. Was he overdrafted? Looking that way. But... I don't, I don't. I don't say you give up on a guy to have him as your fourth or fifth wide receiver. You you let him stay there and try to progress. If you if if you're throwing the ball on fourth down with 20 seconds left in the game, trying to win the game, and Anthony Schwartz is your option, yes, there are problems there. But right now, Anthony Schwartz is not that guy. He is on the bench. He is not going to be seeing the field a ton. He will be out there for you know maybe a play or two a drive, and he's really only going to be out there for his speed threat to be a little bit of a uh, distraction. Um, like. But our third wide receiver, I really quickly I wanted to go through the room. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, David Bell, rookie out of Purdue. Dude's got great hands. Not fast. Runs great routes though. He was the Big Ten wide receiver of the year last year. Uh, good number three. And then number four is Anthony Schwartz, who I just said. Technically, our fifth wide receiver is Demetric Felton, who that's that's a, that's a questionable one. I actually counted him as a half. So like the running back room has four and a half. He's a guy I would like to see the Browns look into for sure. Absolutely, yeah, right. no question I about it. In
0: our section of who did Browns go after,
1: he was one yeah, one. I've got some people listed. Um, so w- there's there's options out there. I don't think they're going to go after him. I, I I'm really worried. I had a friend the other day who asked me, "What do I think about Will Fuller? Still available? I don't want him. He has a great rapport with Deshaun Watson, but that was years ago. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. And from everything I've heard, there's a reason no teams have signed him. His body just isn't. He's not the player that he that he used to be. So that's why nobody wants him. You don't want a guy who's a shell of himself. And then we have another rookie. I forgot his name. Um, what is it? Michael Woods.
0: Yeah, he's a. I think he's the fifth receiver in the room. Yeah, he's the Woods, fifth. Yeah, and he actually did pretty well. I
1: mean, no, I'm sorry. He would be the uh, the sixth because technically they count Demetrius Felton as a yeah, wide receiver. So, I mean, so but
0: Woods is another true. So, receiver, so Woods
1: and, so. and Felton, but again, Felton I consider a half and because Woods, if you look at the wide the running back room. That's crowded, too.
0: Yeah, Woods did well in the preseason. I mean, he did it against, you know, second and third string.
1: Yeah, he was injured. He's a rookie. I mean, but they they see something in him. He's manageable. Yeah, he had a... Uh, oh, Tyler Johnson already signed with somebody? I didn't see that. You have to look that up if you don't mind, Dave. I didn't see that one. I saw O.J. Howard to the Bengals linked. I didn't see that about Tyler is, Johnson. That's
2: Deshaun Watson's former team, the Texans.
1: Really? Okay. There Interesting. Is,
0: there is a Pro Bowl um, wide receiver out there that no one signed yet. We could probably bring him in. Who's that? What
1: do you think? Uh, no, Henry Ruggs never made the Pro Bowl.
0: Uh, not the guy who has a torn ACL. Oh, OBJ? No, this guy just dropped a new music album, man. He's really like...
1: Oh, uh, Antonio Brown? Yeah, Get baby. the fuck Bring out of here. Bring him I, in. I forgot that Let's guy go. exists, honestly. He's he's an afterthought of the NFL. Keep him away
2: from the cryo do, chambers. Let's do keep the,
1: him away from everything else. We're good to
2: go. Does that team up the street have enough money to pay for his knee surgery first? Because that's the only way he wants signed.
0: Ooh, uh, oh, oh, Brown? We had
1: Odell. We have we have knee surgeons on retainer. They can just throw to guys clinic there.
0: Clinic right down the street. We're good.
1: He did no shit. I didn't see that one. Okay.
0: Well, I'll cross that one off the list. Yeah, that one's I'll gone. Um, but
1: yeah, so what? Uh, we have two tight ends. We have six wide receivers. Technically, if you want to say five and a half because of Demetrius Felton, that's fine. I I, mean, uh,
0: I I had Cole Beasley written down too. We're just going to get to it now, I guess. But I had Cole Beasley somewhere, but he's a little he's a little head case too. But what
1: about, yeah, Cole Beasley, I don't really want personally because he he's too similar to some of the other guys we have. He's a small, shifty receiver. We have that with uh, Anthony Schwartz, albeit he can't catch, but he is a short, shifty receiver. Beasley can catch. Him. Um, we have Kenny. He? He, he's nobody wants him, so he must be doing something he can't wrong.
0: Can't catch COVID, but he can
1: catch. COVID. He can catch, <laughs> definitely catch COVID. <laughs> he, uh, or not he? He uh, we have Demetri Felton, short, shifty guy. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not interested in Cole Beasley. If I'm getting a wide receiver, I want to go after somebody big, physical wide receiver. Uh, not there's not a ton available. That's why there's a guy Denzel Mims who wants out of New York? He he was a Jets uh second round pick, I believe 2 years ago and he knows they suck. They they've drafted multiple wide receivers, Elijah Moore, they drafted Garrett Wilson this year. He's sliding down the depth chart, hasn't been able to live up to his potential, but he has potential. I would I would take a look at Denzel Mims for the right price.
0: Lynn Bolden, I would take him as a like a, a kick returner.
1: Yeah, unfortunately losing uh uh Jakeem Grant, Yeah. Grant that was brutal. I mean, honestly, we don't have a kick or punt returner right now. They're still out there fucking that up, trying to throw out. Demetrius Felton is listed as on the depth chart the kick and punt returner, but
0: who was the uh, who was the kid last year in the camp that everyone talked about? That was so excited that he I forget, he had a funny name. He came in last camp and he got cut, but like, he was like the kick returner. Of a pitch. I, have
1: to go back I don't remember. Are you thinking of the kid a few years ago who was the homeless guy who stayed? Yeah, on? Was it?
0: Was it, I thought it was last year.
1: Was it was, was he, was no. There? That was uh, that was the Hard Knocks season. If I if I'm not uh, mistaken, that was a while back. ago. He can run the ball back. Yeah, he. Uh, and I think I actually just saw him on the way here. He was standing on the corner of 480. He was just corner. <laughs> no, I didn't. I uh, <laughs> I just drove right by. <laughs> yeah, he's back to being homeless. It didn't pan out in the <laughs> NFL <fucking> for him. <laughs>
2: Man, <laughs> we'll kick footballs for food.
1: <laughs> yeah, catch him. He'll try at least. Uh, but yeah, then if you look at the the running back room, so we have yeah it was Giuseppe something I forgot his name, something she, it was like a hyphenated, Sheehan Giuseppe something. Who gives a fuck? Uh, again, it's one of those guys where you fall in love with him at camp, and then you realize like he must suck because no no other team wanted him. It's one of those things. Um, they do that in Hard Knocks. We talked about that a couple it, weeks HBO ago with the, the with the Lions. HBO
0: is the one that signed him. It wasn't even by the Browns. Yeah, HBO yeah. HBO, HBO, HBO ruins people's
1: Browns, lives. <laughs> Because remember the season with the Browns, we had that fucking hippie tight end. I forgot his name. Another guy who who they they made like the hero of Hard Knocks. He got cut. You never heard from a guy. Nobody wanted oh, him. He sucked. Yeah. Forgot was his it, name. Was it
0: the one that had his father and like some long ass sob story about like him and his dad like having
1: a relationship? Yeah, I think so. I remember him like yeah. sitting on a rock and like giving oh, an interview or something like doing, that, like yoga Yeah, and he had like the yeah. ponytail and yes. shit. And he wore like the thing like the Indian blanket looking thing that they wear. I don't know what that's called, but. Yeah, he was a fucking hippie, and he got cut. He sucked. Nobody wants him. But HBO makes it out like you're like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. I I hope great things happen for him. And then two weeks later, it's like, oh, he's selling used cars at a Honda dealership. Like, yeah, great things have not happened to this guy.
0: It's like the end of the episode that like, goes through like the slow like montage of like where they are now, and he's out there like. Selling, That's selling the Chevy. My favorite
1: part of Hard Knocks because I have a cold heart is cut day. Like, next week is the cut day episode for the Lions. I cannot fucking wait right, for the, that episode. The, the,
0: the knock on the wall, bring your iPad. And
1: everything oh, I love it when they stop. The guy's there. walking yeah. in. He's like, oh, man, I could really go for some breakfast. And they're like, come here really quick, uh, bring all your stuff. And It's like, why do they do that? You know you're getting cut when yeah, they tell you to yeah. bring all your shit. Yeah. Why would they say that and be like, we just wanted you to bring your stuff, but go ahead out there and practice. Like, they would never do that. You know you're gone. They take all your shit.
0: Cribs still play. I, don't, I would take cribs now. You're At not, this point, honestly,
1: what's the worst that could happen? No, I wouldn't. Personally, I had friends that were texting me about that, and I figured he's been in Kansas City for the last two years, never amounted to shit. If you can't make it work with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, or you can't even find the field, then you got nothing left. That's how I look at it. That's your final stance. kept
0: his, kept his nose clean, at least.
1: I mean, I'll give him, give him credit for that. I, I hope he's made enough money to keep himself afloat for the rest of his life, and I wish him nothing but the best. But Float. Yeah. floating. All I didn't right. even think about that. <laughs> that wasn't even intention, intentional. I swear to God, I didn't even think about that. Um but, yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch Josh Gordon. If you can't make it work with Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, I don't want you coming to this locker room, unfortunately. Um, but the running backs, they ended up keeping all of them. I was kind of worried about that. Like well, the main it. ones. We, we did get rid of uh, Josh Kelly or John Kelly, whatever the fuck. Jim Kelly? No, John Kelly? No, Jim George Kelly is – I don't even know. I, I, uh, Steven Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Just from naming names of people with two first names. Um, no, but we did keep uh, – Obviously, Nick Chubb. Obviously, Kareem Hunt still I was on the roster. That
0: we we're going to keep Chubb. I thought he was in the bubble.
1: Yeah, there were some rumors going around there that we were going to let him walk.
0: <laughs> he's, a, he's a tier four running back, or whatever. He if if you
1: read Twitter comments about the Browns, it sounds like something people would think they would do. He
0: put on Instagram. He liked the message or re-shared something from ESPN where they had him as a tier four running
1: back. Oh, Nick Chubb did. Yeah, yeah. Motivated Nick Chubb. Motivation. That's scary. That's a scary thought because that dude's quiet as fuck. Even the Browns. I watched the show Building the Browns. They got the camera in his face. They're like, Nick, anything you want to tell the fans to get him fired up for the season? He just goes, nope, and just kept going. He is a man of no words, and the fact that he is pissed off because of ESPN rankings or NFL rankings, whatever it was, I love it. Um, Kept him. Kept Kareem Hunt, obviously. Kept Jerome Ford, the I rookie I hope this call is legit, but it says scam
2: likely. Well, a lot of those calls are scam
0: likelies. Hmm?
1: Yeah, they're usually pretty good with that. Um. This, does our number have a voicemail? Yeah, it does. Well, let him leave a voicemail then. If you're real, leave a good voicemail. Um, but, but yeah, so we kept Ford, and then Dearness Johnson was the guy that was kind of on the bubble, in my opinion, not for a talent aspect. Great talent, but you can only have so many cooks in the kitchen. And we ended up keeping him. And I have five running backs written down because I do count Demetrius Felton oh, yeah. as a bit of both. He can do either one.
0: So here's the thing I'm wondering about. So how are they going to utilize these running backs? Do you think that we are going to keep all four on this active roster all season, or are they going to move one of them?
1: My thoughts on it, and I'm pure speculation. This isn't a conspiracy because I have no sources. I'm not guessing, or I'm not assuming anything happened. I'm just guessing on what is going to do. I think we're going to run a very, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's going to be the smallest attack of offense you'll ever see. I think we're going to line up a running backs a wide receiver a lot, as in Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, Demetric Felton, guys like that. We are not a stretch-the-field kind of team, so we're going to win with some dink-and-dunk plays with just athletic running backs, and that's what Kareem Hunt can do. Jerome Ford can do that. Demetric Felton can now do that. Uh, we're going to have uh, Njoku, Harrison Bryant. We're going to hit the tight ends. We're not going to run deep routes. It's going to be crisp route running, just short, effective plays. Do so
0: you think they're going to bring out like Chubb and Hunt in the backfield and then split Hunt off to
1: the side? Yeah, I could absolutely see Hunt lining up as a wide receiver a lot more this year, and and Ford even for that matter. I don't think Chubb. Chubbs doesn't He doesn't have the hands, so there's no point in that. Need
0: to Chubb just needs to stand back there and do his thing.
1: Yeah, you need him to be the distraction. You need him to open up the box a little bit because safeties are going to want to come down to keep an eye on Nick Chubb to prevent prevent the run, and that's where you can smoke past them with whatever the offense is planning. I just I trust Kevin Stefanski, I really do. Um, But yeah, when you initially look at the 53 man roster, you do look and you're a little worried about the offense. I think that's fair because we don't have a true number one wide receiver. We don't.
0: We're putting a lot of hope in our defense, keeping us in games. Um, I will say that I'm I'm happy with the defense. I'm happy we actually have a fucking kicker. Yep, because I think the kicker could have won us two or three games last year alone.
1: Adam, we're gonna we'll talk about that uh, a little bit. I got a take on Jacoby. We'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but we'll do a more of a schedule game, if you will, kind of for the Browns next week. I know obviously we do our picks weekly, so I don't want to go ahead and, and I don't want to spoil all of our picks for the season, but they are subject to change. But we'll we'll break that down. We'll do we'll do an 11 game breakdown next week. Let's do that for Jacoby Brissett. Um, game breakdown. We'll just do what we think is going to happen with Jacoby Percet games because it's hard to speculate on what we're going to be like with Deshaun Watson. So it's really hard to do a full 17-game pick them, in my opinion, uh, right now without seeing everything. Uh, But, yeah, in terms of cuts, nothing really too crazy for me. The Kellen Mond claim today was interesting because now technically we have, when Watson comes back, we have four quarterbacks on the roster.
0: I would assume he goes to practice
1: squad. Yeah, Mond will go to the practice squad, but then it begs the question of who's going to be gone when Deshaun Watson's uh, back. I don't think they're going to try to stash Dobbs in the practice squad. So they just outright cut him or do they keep three quarterbacks? I mean, somebody could get hurt. You could they're have an extra spot. We'll see, but yeah, Pittsburgh might want him by then. <laughs> uh, you got Mitchell Trubisky, who's probably going to inevitably end up hurt. Uh, Mason Rudolph's going to get traded for, uh, you know, some probably I, I saw. Uh, Hank Staley is the offensive line coach yeah. for the the Lions on hard knocks. The ex Brown. I could see us trading. Uh, or see them, I mean, Mason Rudolph to the Lions for Hank Staley. Or Fraley, whatever the fuck <laughs> his name is. He's been he's been out of the league for like 10 years, but he could still play offensive line. He could help you guys a little bit. <laughs> and then little Kenny, uh, little Hans Kenny, he's going to he's gonna be in for some rude awakening when the, the weather starts to break in Pittsburgh. College football season ends before the snow even hits the ground. So he doesn't know what it's going to be like playing in the winter. In
0: mitts? Like
1: winter mitts? Yeah, they have mittens. He's going to play in mittens, little Pittsburgh mittens. It's going to be really cute. Yeah, he's going to look say? like Danny DeVito how, how from uh, Batman. <laughs> can't get much rev on it. Uh, but, yeah, we'll we'll talk about all that. Uh, Kellen Mon though, claimed by the Browns, preseason overreaction is the next thing I want to talk about because I have a few key incidents I want to talk about. First one being week number two, preseason game two against the Eagles. Um, right before halftime, yeah. the Browns drove down with uh, uh, Josh Dobbs. We were at the goal line pretty much, five-yard line, three-yard line, whatever, five seconds to go. Not enough time to run a play and then try to get a kick, so so Kevin Stefanski said, let's kick the field goal. Kick the field goal, made it, Cade York, great, get some reps. Not fucking with you. I listen to the radio the next couple days, whatever, Monday, because the game was on Sunday. I listen to the radio the next radio day. 8.50 again. Okay. Right. I, I like listening You're to like Rizzo, I do. I, I like Rizzo, oh, okay. I do find him entertaining. Because, again, some of the shit he says is just so dumb that it may, it gives me something to talk about, so I like that. Um, he went out and he bitched about Kevin Stefanski and they questioned his play calling and they said, you know, what are you doing kicking for it on the, you're basically at the goal line, go for the touchdown. And it's like, do you idiots realize he's just doing that to get Cade York, a rep on the Brown stadium? The preseason doesn't matter. Kevin Stefanski's not out there trying to win. We don't give a fuck. If Josh Dobbs scores a touchdown with Josh Kelly and all the other backups before it, halftime, is it, is it Josh Kelly. I think. I don't know. Okay, I think just, it is Josh Kelly. We're, we're lost in that name. It is? I think I'm right, yeah. Jay Kelly. We'll yeah, that. it's John or Josh. I don't know. One of the two. Who gives Jim, a shit? Jimmy, Jimmy Bob. Look for it. if Google unemployment, new listings, and he's on there because he got cut. So right, um, was,
0: is, was my buddy Jamie on 850 because he talks about the Stefanski play calling all the time?
1: Uh, more than likely. He probably he couldn't figure out how to call in, but if he did, he probably would have said it. <laughs> but there were fans, and Rizzo was one of the guys who's like, yeah, I'm questioning Stefanski's play calling because – Why would he kick the field goal there? Why not go for the touchdown? It is John? Okay. John, Josh, I was in the ballpark. I had it. I had the juh (laughs) Um, sound. But you do that because who gives a shit about this rep for Josh Dobbs? York
0: York missed a field goal. In that game, yeah. Yeah, so you need to get him out there kicking. in like. Absolutely. Even though it's a chip shot. He was was hitting 70-yard field goals pregame. Yeah. You need to get him out there in live game action.
1: It's a chip shot, but it's still a live rep for the only guy – that was still playing in that game that's going to be guaranteed to see the field this season was Cade York. Everybody else was backups. Those are guys that you hope to never see on the field. The entire offensive line, backups, wide receivers, most of them got cut. Uh, The running backs that were playing then, the tight ends, all backups that got cut. Nobody gives a shit about the score in a preseason game. I want to see my team get better. I want to evaluate them. I want to see Cade York kick field goals. I don't give a fuck if it's from the two-yard line or the 50-yard line. Let him kick. Yep. That's all I care about in the preseason. That's the time for trial and error. See what he's good at. This will, this will help him find his spot on the field.
0: going to get worse?
1: As year. 100%. 100%. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon in August. He's kicking field goals at Brown Stadium. Not the same as kicking it in December, but it's still a live rep on the field. Yep. And fans complained about Stefanski's play calling in a fucking preseason game. Blasphemous. I won't stand for it. You know where I am with Kevin Stefanski.
0: Well, you want to have his, you
1: know, I love the guy. He won coach of the year. He came here, took us to the playoffs. He's been the most consistent coach that we've had. He won a him? Just- once we win a Super Bowl, oh, okay, I'll get it. Right. I'm thinking about getting a um, coach of the year. Just something to honor him. Just something nice. Very subtle. Where are you going to put it at? Uh, I'm debating between neck or face. One of the two. It's going to be very subtle. Very subtle. Just Kevin Savansky. No, no regrets. <laughs> I'm going to put him right over my heart because I love him. Um, <laughs> But realistically, though, honestly, like I don't understand the the slander of, of Kevin Stefanski. He's been the most consistent thing with this team over the last two years. The most inconsistent has been Baker, and the fans still look at Stefanski as the problem. I don't get it. I really don't. Well, the,
0: the fact that people look at any of the...
1: Uh, yeah, Cade York, I, I love it. He immediately went to Phil Dawson, and Phil Dawson taught him everything he knows.
0: So the, the only thing about preseason, I mean, is people look at preseason games like they're actual games. They're just... They're just bigger practices is basically what they
1: are. What it is is people get fooled because of shows like Hard Knocks because week two uh, for the Lions or whatever game it was, they won. Who gives a fuck about winning a preseason game? Dan Campbell was on the show going, God damn, does it feel good to win, boys? And he's all fucking charged up in the locker room, and he's excited and this and that. And who cares? It's Aren't a preseason the game.
0: Team who went 4-0 in preseason and then went 0-16 in regular
1: season? They're one of two that have done that. Yeah. Who was the other one? Uh, I forget. They play down the street. I think Lee might know who they are. Lee, do you know the name? What's
2: the name of the team? Uh, the Cleveland Clowns.
1: Uh, you're, you're so Plus. close, but yet so far away. <laughs> if only you could get it right. I just want you to have to put money in that, that dollar jar. Uh, I was trying to bait you right there. <laughs> did not. But, yeah, the Cleveland Browns were the other team that did go 4-0 in the preseason. So, yes. 0-16.
0: No one gives a shit.
1: And, again, this was a question I brought up to the Steel City guys on Sunday, and, and it's a question I have for, for us later in the second half. Um is about how do you evaluate in the preseason? What do you watch in the preseason, should I say? When you watch a, a preseason game, what do you look for? I look for the young players showing up. As we talked about after the first Browns game, every rookie had an impactful play for the Browns that played. We had Isaiah Thomas had like two sacks. You had, um, uh, what's his face, the, the corner, uh, forgot his name, MJ Emerson. Emerson. Yeah, he had the pick six. You had Cade York make a field goal. You yeah. had Jerome Ford look like a beast. These are things I want to see. I want to see right. the rookies show up. I want to see these young, talented players do something. I don't give a fuck about Josh Dobbs. I don't give a shit if we win the game. You're, Who cares? You're
0: running the most vanilla-style offense and defense. You're not putting anything out there that's fancy. You're not Nothing. running any crazy. I, like you like like what you're saying, I look for young players to do well. I look for some some basic just, you know, maybe runs and, and blocking and see how they're doing Yeah. not look at some of the backups we're going to be utilizing down the road.
1: I was very encouraged by Josh Dobbs, but it's not something where I'm going – Maybe he should start Week One.
0: Yeah, so Josh Jobs. which
1: Bro- is a take Browns fans actually have.
0: Oh, I know, I wrote it down here. Oh yeah, we're we're Jobs. gonna talk about it, don't <laughs> you worry? I had that looked uh, as a, as a backup, um, but no, it's just I look for that. Just, you know, I look for just excitement and seeing what they're doing. But none of our our star players played. None. None of them touched the field in preseason,
1: except for a, briefly. Uh, well, the star players, correct, but we had a good amount of starters play in, in game yeah, number three. Like
0: Ward never played. Never Garrett, touched the Garrett field. Didn't Newsom Bobby didn't touch played. the field. Ward, so Ward and... Uh, or, uh, Chubb and Hunt never touched yeah. the field. Watson played
1: game one, right? He played like, a couple series, yeah, because yeah. yeah, we knew he was going to be suspended, yeah. so they threw him out there against the Jags. So, yeah. That was that was kind of a fuck you to the NFL because that's when it was before they announced the new suspension, so the, the Browns were like, you don't announce it. He's allowed to play. Put him out there. Yeah, it's just,
0: I mean... I was okay with what I saw in the preseason. It doesn't tell me anything we're going to see with the Browns. Like You can watch to your blue in the face every preseason game you want to. The game plan they're going to run against Carolina is going to be far different than what you saw in the
1: preseason. Yeah, nothing we showed on offense or even defense, for that matter, in the right. preseason is something we're going to see in the regular season. So it's not like Baker can and the Panthers can watch, take Browns' watch. film and go, oh, look at this play. Did you see where uh, – I don't even know who some of the fucking guys we cut, like some shitty backup. Like, uh, Did you see what uh, – Herb Miller did here in the secondary. It's like he, the guy's not even on the team. Who gives a Herb shit? Miller
0: was at our seventh
1: round pick. He year? was a corner. Uh, I don't even think he was a draft pick. I think he was undrafted. He got cut though.
0: Oh, I legit thought you were fucking kidding me. There's actually a person.
1: Called no, Herb. Herb Miller. Yeah, he audience. got cut. That's. I was trying to think of one of our shitty defensive guys that got cut, and <laughs> I couldn't even think of their names. The other thing um, I watched
0: preseason for is just to make sure that I did I get concerned about is just getting out of the healthy. You know, coming. That's out of, it. That's it. Out of preseason healthy, no big injuries. Everyone's good to go for the season. And I hate saying it, but I'd rather you get injured in a regular season game a preseason
1: game. Absolutely. You know? it's, it's... Look at the Jets right now. The Jets suck. They're they're really wishing and hoping that Zach Wilson ends up being worth a, a shit because they traded up for him and he's look, he looked like a bust last year. Can't stay healthy. What's he doing in his first preseason game? Gets hurt. He's going to miss about a month of the season. they got to go with Joe Flacco. Imagine being in that situation. You're trying to turn your franchise around and you're going with 40-year-old statue Joe Flacco in the backfield. Or behind center, I should say. But if you're the Browns, you already know Deshaun Watson is going to get going to get suspended, so you hope obviously no injuries happen. But God forbid if something would have happened against the Jacksonville Jaguars, he misses a couple of weeks. It is what it is. He's out anyway. Doesn't get, right. doesn't matter. Right. Jacoby Brissett is your only hope right now, so you had to protect him. That's why he only played. I think what uh,
0: two series, and that was it.
1: Oh uh, yeah, it was about a quarter and a half, give or take, if I'm not mistaken. I he think God he did forbid, two or three series. He had an
0: interception, and oh God.
1: The other funny thing, too, is is I didn't even make a note of this. I just happened to see it. There's a guy on Twitter, if you've ever seen him, it's like C-L-E-V-T-A is his account name. Cleveland yeah. T-A, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, he gets retweeted by that Chops guy a lot. They interact a lot. He is an analytical nerd. Like, he is like a pro football focus kind of guy. He went back and broke down Jacoby Brissett's uh, couple series that he had in the preseason game three. And he said Jacoby Brissett was graded with, they auto-corrected to get rid of drops and shit like that. passing, and threw no interceptable balls. So he actually had a pretty good game, but because it's the preseason, you're throwing to guys like Anthony Schwartz who went, what do you get, one catch out of eight targets and dropped the other ones? Yeah. When you have a guy doing stuff like that, it makes your numbers look bad. So immediately fans freaked out and said, Jacoby Brissett's a fucking bum. How can we go through the season with this guy for 11 games? You need to start Josh Dobbs. They need to call for Jimmy G. They need to do anything but start Jacoby Brissett because of... A quarter and a half of freaking out from Browns fans.
0: I was pretty excited when I saw Jacoby kind of launch back that deep ball to Schwartz down the sideline because yeah, it was a good good ball. That's that's not a Jacoby type
1: move. No, that's going to make defenses think twice. They're going to go shit. I
0: mean, he's got the R, but he never really does it. He's he's a play safe kind of quarterback.
1: He is, and that's what we need him for,
0: which is great. I mean, when he lit up that, like, gives you the makes like you said thought process that hey, you get Amari Cooper down the sideline and he's open, Jacoby's going to get it to him. You know,
1: absolutely, and I mean. As I said, it was just crazy to me that Browns fans...
0: Couch coaches. I love couch coaches.
1: It's nuts to me. that The people out there that question Jacoby Brissett because he played a series and a half and we didn't score. I mean, what did they think? We're just going to score a touchdown every drive he
0: in the be, preseason? He to be 17 for 17 for 200 yards and two touchdowns. When, when
1: he wasn't have. playing with Joel Batonio. He yeah. wasn't playing with Nick Chubb. He wasn't playing with Amari Cooper or Donovan Peoples-Jones, He's or Kareem Hunt. The,
0: the Miami Dolphins line he had last year.
1: Yeah, and, and Browns fans are going, oh, this is not going to work. I'm, I'm worried about this season now. We're, we're not winning a fucking game with Jacoby Brissett. It's just crazy to me the way people overreact and freak out um, over the preseason, of all things. I don't understand it. Um, but, yeah, it just shows me that Browns fans are scared. Um, one guy that we talked about a couple of weeks ago was uh, to bring back for Cleveland to help with the offensive line woes that we're in right now with our center position. J.C. Tretter officially made the announcement that the Browns did the right thing. He is retired. He is no longer going to be in the NFL He's as kind a
0: player. Of forced in retirement, think-
1: yes, that's exactly kind of what he thinks. Is he was basically blacklisted from teams because he is the head of the NFLPA.
0: Absolutely,
1: and I think that's fair. I think that's probably what happened. I, I, I no lies detected, as the kids say. I think that's exactly what happened. Um
0: there's no way that he didn't he wouldn't have gotten at least three or four calls. No
1: you know? question. I mean, look at a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, they are technically the oldest team in the NFL. They have Tom Brady. They just won a Super Bowl two years ago. They were a, a quarter away from going back to the Super Bowl or they would have been to the championship game. But and
0: they lost two starting
1: yeah, centers. They lost two starting centers, just like the the Browns. And they should have called JC Treader As soon as the first center went down. I jokingly was like, "Well, JC Treader is going to be a buccaneer tomorrow." Yep. And then when we lost our centers, I went, "Okay, no brainer. Bring back JC Treader for Absolutely. the season." Absolutely.
0: Knows the offense, can easily slide right in. Has
1: all his friends here. Nothing. And then the other thing too though is there your your body changes so significantly when you're no longer in the NFL. Look at Joe Thomas, for instance. <laughs> those guys when you when you're no longer working out daily as as intently as intensely as they do in the NFL and you're not eating those diets to to build up your your muscles and all that and your your stamina your body takes a huge drastic change. Joe Thomas looks like he could play tight end in today's NFL, not a Hall of Fame left tackle that he was. J.C. Tretter probably saw the writing on the wall, and he claims this was kind of his own decision. He wanted to, to make the call when he wanted to retire. And if he did that, he probably let himself go in terms of like not having like the NFL body anymore. I don't mean not let himself go as in like he got like out of shape but he probably is no longer he's as not conditioned. fit. He's
0: not conditioned, yeah, he's not enough,
1: conditioned yeah. to be in the NFL. Because um, he claims it was on his own terms, and I hope that's how it was. I hope it wasn't because he was blacklisted, but it seems like maybe teams did call, and he just said, no, 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 I'm not interested. I'm, I'm I'm, done. Thank you. I'm making my announcement in a couple of weeks, and maybe that's exactly what happened. We'll never know the true story, Um, but he is officially retired, so we wish him well. I would like to have him, you know, maybe one day, as even though he's the NFL PA guy right now, I don't know if he's interested in coaching or anything like that, but... Always got a place in Cleveland if he's interested. Absolutely. I would think. I liked him. Big fan. Moving on from the NFL, we are officially going to talk a little bit of college football because Kyle is a big day on Saturday. Oh, um, it's,
0: it's, it's a very hard day, actually.
1: But yeah, it's gotta be. Uh so I I have some notes, not even notes, but I have some inform like some shit that I jotted. Yeah, I wrote it in shit about the Notre Dame because I think they suck and they're minus oh, seventeen and a half underdogs. So seventeen
0: now, by the way. Oh, it went all the half have, a point. They have moved up a half a point.
1: Look at that. Well, if this game's played in about six months, maybe they could slim that trim that down to about ten points. But I don't think it's going to happen in a, dropping, a few days.
0: I see it dropping another point.
1: Maybe I think by, the spread's too big, personally. I really do. I think that's outrageous. I can't,
0: I can't believe they're they're disrespecting Notre Dame like that.
1: As an Ohio State. Supporter, I won't even say like I, I guess I'll call myself an Ohio State fan. Sure, if that's what people want to hear. I'm not a diehard. We all know that. I, I talk about it all the time. Um, I, I I just know how Ohio State usually starts off a season. A, we usually start off against some shitty teams. Obviously, teams do that. You give yourself a cake schedule to start up. It's basically a glorified uh, preseason for for college. <clears throat>
0: I like the fact that it's right out the gates.
1: I I love it too. I mean, that's what I want. I don't because
0: if Notre Dame loses, which I mean, yeah, of course they're not favored. They're not gonna. People think they're going to win, but if they lose, they're not going to drop far down in the standings
3: because you're losing. No, you're, a you're facing a top two
1: team. Yeah, and, and like for me, I, I don't care because I'm not a diehard Ohio State guy. Like when Ohio State's playing like Rutgers or Maryland or something, and they're going to win by 30, 40 points, I'll turn the game on for like 20 minutes. And then I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to go get, get on with my Saturday and like watch something else. I, I don't care. Uh, I'm not a diehard. This game on paper looks fucking fantastic. You've got the number two Ohio State Buckeyes against the number five Notre Dame fighting Irish. But then you slide over to that pick that uh, that spread, and that's where Kyle said 17 points for Ohio. Well, giving 17 points to Notre Dame. Dame. Um, But I do think personally, I'm not I'm not giving you guys any advice. This is totally just me spitballing here. I would say take Notre Dame plus 17 personally. I I think they're I think they lose.
0: Plus 17, you're crazy. There's no way they get blown out like
1: that. I don't think. I think they do lose, and it will be by by more than one score, but I don't think it'll be 17. I could see them losing by like 10 to 14, give or take. But again, I I would take Notre Dame personally. Uh, Ohio state usually comes out a little cold in the beginning of the season, a little slow early last year. We faced Oregon and they were without Kayvon Thibodeau and Ohio state lost. I mean, we just got the ball run down our fucking throat that day. The defense looked terrible. It was embarrassing. Honestly, I think that was the day that they fired the defensive coordinator right after the game. Um, it was embarrassing. I mean, it really was. We looked like ass. I mean, that's what you have to do in, in in football, especially at the college level. You can't show these student athletes getting your asses kicked like that against a team who Oregon was ranked. They were a good team, but I think Ohio State was the better team. I think everybody right. can agree to that. We just had a terrible game. And when you, if you show a, a college athlete, you go, eh, we're going to stick with what we have. I think that sets a bad precedent. So I think it was a smart move to get rid of the defensive coordinator then because the defense had sucked for multiple years. There are rumors that this year the defense is already looking next level better, which it better be if they really want to compete for a championship because that's the only way to do it.
0: I'm excited for obviously, I mean, I root for House State every other week that it's not them playing Notre Dame. You know.
1: So what's your Notre Dame? I don't know. I don't remember. Is there a connection? So, yeah, I mean, I just, grew
0: up my just when growing up since you know, birth basically, my grandparents were the. Gigantic, huge Notre Dame fans. Okay. Because just their Irish roots and all that, like Irish everything. So they were just all they rooted for was Notre Dame. So I was gifted, just you know, shirts and jackets and hats and all this other stuff in Notre Dame. So you start getting into it, and then you know, absolutely, like, that happens as a kid, especially by the with age college. Of like seven, yeah, you know, I've already watched Rudy like fifteen times. You know? Yeah. So yeah, um, and then yeah, it was younger, came when I was younger. But anyway, so it's I just I grew up loving Notre Dame. Um, then I went to Ohio State, and it's like you know you like then you start obviously you have to root for Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things where I've Notre Dame's number one, Ohio State's number two, and that's just how it is for me. And I I'm, I'm excited for a couple things, like the fact that we got rid of the uh, Brian Kelly era. Finally, we got Marcus Freeman in. Marcus Freeman's a huge, in my opinion, huge upgrade. Um, hell of a coach. He should have got a chance a long time ago to be a head coach. He's sure, getting get his chance now. Um, I think it's gonna be one hell of a game. I don't think they're gonna get blown out. Notre Dame has a good team. Notre Dame has a good defense. They
1: have their quarterback, though, is first-time starter, yes, right?
0: Very questionable offense, but their defense yeah. should slow down Stroud a little bit, I think. But it's going to be fun. Eight o'clock game, night under the lights. It's going to be fun. I have the projector screen going in the patio. We're going to watch it in the back patio. It should be a good time. So
1: can't wait. That's not the only uh, top twenty-five matchup, though. No, we it's do a, have it's a
0: pretty busy weekend. In, in
1: the, Dallas, actually, I was looking at the schedule. We only have two other games that are two top play teams playing in the top 25. Yeah. You have Oregon at 11 facing number three, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, though. Georgia's like a 17-point yeah, favorite. They're expected to sure, blow yeah. them out. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, I think, is not going to be very good this year because they no longer have Kayvon Thibodeau. That was yeah. their, their bread and butter last year. And then the other team, you have Cincinnati, who this is what's crazy to me. I get it. They lost uh, Dylan Riddler and um, or Desmond Riddler, and they they lost some talent for sure. Sauce Gardner's gone. They lost Jerome Ford, etc they have moved. They went from being in the playoffs last year to coming in as the 23rd overall team. That's uh, crazy to me.
0: I wrote this down and you can see Cincinnati. I wrote down bust. Season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I hope
1: not because I'm, I'm a big Luke Fickle fan. I think he got a raw deal when he was I here in Ohio Luke got at Ohio out, State. Luke
0: should have got out last year and maybe interviewed for Notre Dame and tried to move up there if he could um, before Marcus Freeman got the chance. But I
1: do like, though, that he is trying to build himself a dynasty. He could have just Taking the money and ran to a bigger organization. Going
0: to recruit to Cincinnati like
1: that? Yeah, I mean, maybe seeing that he he led them to the playoffs gets players to go. Well, I, I want to go to a team that's right. been to the playoffs, but it is going to be hard. But Luke Fickle's a great coach.
0: Especially now with all these college players getting paid, you're never going to recruit to Cincinnati the way you. No, want it's to. big big schools. Yeah, I mean, like Ohio State, Notre Dame, Alabama. I mean, hell, Texas A and M surprisingly. Yeah. had the best recruitment class this year. And
1: Texas A all- and M has been known they don't put it together on the field, but they get talent. I mean. Well, I think it's and they, they had, get held, like, really good players at that I don't school. Know if you
0: saw in the off and you don't watch college, follow college football as much, but like in the offseason, season, uh, Nick Saban had some choice words to say about the head coach over at Texas A&M because he thought I he, do remember that he was playing a little bit, uh, you know, a little behind the scenes action, yeah. you know, telling players yeah, come here you're gonna get this money deal, whatever. But guess what? That's all legal now.
1: Hundred percent. And let's be honest, you don't think Nick Saban was paying players. Look at yeah. the fuck oh, out of here! Absolutely. You know what I mean? Come on! Nick They're all doing it, by Nick the way. Every big school He's is just paying pissed people off
0: now that other people have a chance to do it.
1: Exactly. He's just mad that the tables have turned, and he no longer has the the, the easy advantage.
0: Oh, how the turntables
1: have turned! I love that episode.
0: That? that I remember growing up was the end of the Joe Montana era. Like, just you know, that's like my.
1: Fuck if I know. I was in diapers back I, I, I then. I believe so, and then I remember watching, <laughs> Was I even born?
0: I remember watching Jerome Bettis back in the day. You know, I mean, unfortunately, that guy made bad choices
3: I mean, going on. But... Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's—yeah, and then that's the thing, too, is, like, back then, you know, they had great college teams. And then, like, in the mid-'90s, when I was going through elementary and high school, it's like, Notre Dame sucked. <laughs> they were yeah. fucking trash.
3: They had Tim Brown on that team, too, oh, yeah, right?
0: I got Tim Brown's jersey in my basement. Signature and everything on it, yeah. Um, they they were trash in the mid '90s, coming out of the late '90s, going to 2000s, and then he started getting into the, um, you know, they brought in Quinn, they had Quinn, they had all these other players that were good. They had Manti Te'o. Newsflash: New We'll talk more about him later today. Um, that was a hell of a year back in 2000 and uh, I think 12 when they went to the uh, championship game with them. You know, they played, they got their ass ran out of town by by Bama, but still, I mean, I was proud to be a Notre Dame fan again. You know. I mean, what do you think it's un- it's ine- inevitable now. I mean, with NBC signing the contract with the Big Ten, NBC has been their big like money money winner. Their contract ends with NBC, I think, in twenty twenty four twenty five. It's just gonna, they're just gonna slide it over to the Big Ten. Do
3: you think it was smart for them though to do that?
0: For who? Big Ten. Yeah, for them, is for the yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, especially in the era that they're surrounded by Big Ten schools. Yeah, they're
1: they're down the street, basically. You know, you're
0: going to see how I mean, figuratively speaking, they're closer
1: than some of the schools we have. They're closer than Maryland. They're closer than yeah. Rutgers. And
0: they play, they play Big Ten. They, Are you? They play Big Ten teams all the time. They play Purdue all the time. They play Michigan all the time. They play you know Penn State sometimes. Michigan State all the time. So you already have these people worked into most of. your schedule every year just make it official and move over to it you know yeah. i need to have that contract with nbc and newsflash catholic people enjoy those little money on the side so they uh, were uh, still- yeah they need it they have to pay
3: off all the families of <laughs> yeah. little kids so, so,
0: yeah 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 so when their contract runs, that's why i think because i know the big 10 cut deal for the nbc goes into effect next
1: year i believe I think so, yeah, so I think I'm not mistaken. There, I think
0: you might see Notre Dame switch over next year going to Big Ten because they're just going to get absorbed in that deal, and that's going to be one of the biggest TV deals of uh, the time.
2: How pissed do you think Notre Dame is that that game is going to be on ABC?
0: Unfortunately, they didn't have a say in that, but probably a lot. You know? <laughs> well, it, it, it's not on both. No, they
3: can't
2: double
0: no. on both
1: ABC and NBC. No, it's just ABC. Yeah. But I mean yeah. Notre
0: Dame's played another the Notre Dame when they play night games. I think the the deal with NBC is they usually only play the like afternoon some night games. But like last year they played a ESPN game at night, you know. So do you think
3: maybe NBC's giving a cut from that? From allowing
0: them to play on that? I mean, it might be worked out. Yeah, it might be worked into the contract deal. But I mean, hell that they bring in so much money. It's just one of those things. I remember playing I remember playing college football games, video games back in the day, and I always wondered like why. Like every other time you turn on the game, it's like it has College football, whatever, and then you see like the Notre Dame logo at the bottom because of just the trademarks that they that they've had in place for the longest time. All that extra money they had coming into that school—it's just insane that they've had those trademark deals for the longest time. Like, why? Why is no one others like no other like symbols up there? But you see the big golden dome contract thing for Notre Dame—it's just crazy. to A
1: couple quick notes here, really quick. I'm going to peel back the curtain, really quick, for everybody at home. Break the fourth wall. Uh, Lee, are you good with that setup for the rest of the show? You don't need to swap anything.
2: I see, Senor.
1: All right, perfect. Because we are not going to take an official break. Rolling. Through. We're rolling because I just looked at the time and we are moving. moving it is it's too late for a break. I'm feeling good, but we are going to do ads and all that. Oh no you're, no, you're fine. Absolutely no, I Dave. You're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. We like the conversation. Um, uh, quick note though, Joe Montana. Kyle said he remembers Joe Montana, and of course that's because Joe Montana was drafted in '79. Kyle was a youngin back then, watching the, watching football. I wasn't even a thought. <laughs>
0: No, those were the games that my grandparents. I'm just kidding. Yeah, back then the days. I had to look it up because I couldn't remember when Joe Montana left Notre Dame. Eighty, what? Eighty three, I think. When eighty four, eighty five, when he was in the college, right? He got drafted by Pittsburgh in what year?
1: He was drafted by the Colts.
0: No, was he? Was drafted
1: by the? Yeah, wasn't he? No, or the Rams. I'm sorry, Rams, not the.
0: And then, so when he got drafted in what year, though? Yeah, so he yeah. was playing Notre Dame in like eighty, what eighty five, eighty. So he was drafted
1: about a month after I was born because I was yeah. born in March of eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think he played Notre Dame eighty five, eighty or eighty six, eighty seven,
0: eighty eight. Eighty seven, eighty eight. No, eighty seven, eighty eight,
3: and
0: eighty nine. Did he forego his senior year and then get yes. drafted? Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, so a little before my time, but uh. Kyle is having a big party this weekend for the Notre Dame game, and there's going to be a lot of beer drank, which means that toilet's going to be flushing a ton, a lot of piss, a lot of a lot of nasty stuff going down the drain. Smooth, if you want those drains clean, you know who you call? Smith's Drain Service, LLC. Smith's Drain Service is your local drain cleaning experts, specializing in main sewer lines, bathtub, laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains, and downspouts. So much more. Family-owned and operated, you can call Smith's Drain Service today at 440-242-8704. Kyle's going to need them.
0: My God, these the quick transition, I'm thinking on the feed here. Like how do I transition from like a toilet bursting or uh, drains being black, uh, uh, blocked up? But hey, guess what? If you have a blocked up drain, you're going to have to break some stuff to fix the drain. And who better to fix that that thing if you have to break it or bring any walls down uh, than Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. Uh, they do bathrooms, kitchens, windows, doors, siding, and much more. Residential and commercial for those of you who own businesses. They did the lovely setup we have here at Studio 2. Um, They they built it out. It looks beautiful here. If you guys ever get a chance to come on down and take a look, give Will a call today at 440-731-7654 and tell them Team Redline sent you.
1: So Kyle actually hired the Kool-Aid man to come over to the party on Saturday. So that's why his (laughs) walls are going to get all fucked up because he's going to break right through it. So he's going to call Wiggins to fix those doors or the walls. But you know what Wiggins is going to have to do with some of the shit that gets broken? they got to throw in a garbage can. You know what's hard to get out? Drywall dust. So you're going to have to call yourself Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning LLC, the official hotline sponsor of Studio 2. They're going to come by and clean out your dusty garbage cans if you got that. They are a locally owned eco-friendly trash bin cleaning service in northwest Ohio, serving North Ridgeville and surrounding areas. You can reach them at 440-752-1533 or at ftbcusa.com. Tell them Redline Radio sent you, and you're going to get 10% off your first service.
0: You got a roll today, aren't you? I'm feeling good. I <laughs> why, that's why I didn't want to take a break. You're just fucking hitting it left. I'm, right. I'm a
1: train that's loose on the tracks, and you don't want to slow this down. That's why I was like, "Fuck a break! We're going oh, right through it. Yeah, we can do uh, ad reads right in the middle yeah, of it. I don't I, need to take a break." I mean,
0: I've got no smooth transition from that because Jesus. That was Consummate kind of, professional <laughs> over there, that Justin. Consummate
2: like, professional. Do what shame. I can.
0: But you know, you mentioned beer drinking, a lot of alcohol being drank. You know what? I'm going to Vegas in November. We're going there for about five days, so I'm looking forward to it. Flying in on a Tuesday, coming home on a Sunday. I might die there. Mm-hmm. But one of those times, I'm going to that Rusty Spurs Saloon. We talk about it a lot. We used to talk you about it on the show. But I'm going there. It's a hole-in-the-wall bar. I think it's rated one of the best hole-in-the-wall bars um, for the last couple of years. But Dave, they said they come highly recommended. I, I want to go there and have a beer. It's, I love hole-in-the-wall bars with cheap beer, good prices. Well, I'm sorry. I guess what Vegas prices might be cheap might be a little more expensive in my taste. But yeah, Nothing's cheap in Vegas. But, hey, guess what? Rusty Spurs Saloon is an is a honored sponsor of Redline Radio. I can't wait to go out there. Get wasted. Hopefully, make it back alive. But I'm looking forward to it. in November. What
3: week
0: you go? November. I'm going to November ninth through the fourteenth. I'll be down there too for the, uh, the NASCAR race. Oh yeah, I have a golf thing down there. I'm looking forward to it.
1: They'll be in Vegas drinking together. I'll be here in Ohio. And while I'm here in Ohio, I'm going to be checking on Facebook to see what kind of dates Bad Juju is going to be playing. Because I was just in uh, Putin Bay over the weekend, and I sent these guys a picture I to attest bad juju was setting up their shit to play a show that night unfortunately i wasn't able to see it because they went on at nine my ferry left at 9 30 so i wasn't able to catch it but uh what are the odds small world i'm just sitting there i look up i'm look i'm a drummer so i'm just sitting there talking to my wife i'm like yeah the way he's got his drum set up i'm like that's how i have mine set up and then i just looked down at the base i'm like oh shit bad juju i'm like what the hell i'm oh, like what's well, going well, on so it's like uh, it was called the uh fuck the boat boat house maybe something like that right off the ferry is that what it's called yeah i was right at the boathouse or something. I've only been to Put-In-Bay twice. I don't know the names of everything. Um, but, yeah, what are what are the odds? I'm sitting there watching it and looking at it, and I see Bad Juju, and I Google. I'm like, let me check their Facebook page really quick. I'm like, oh, shit, they are at Put-In-Bay this weekend. What, what are the odds? But I, I wasn't able to see them, but while they're in Vegas having the time of their lives, I'm out of vacation time at work, so i got to stay here all year, and uh, I'll just be partying here in Ohio on your guys' behalf. I'll think about you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, While you guys are in Vegas, you're probably going to be really busy. Uh, I'll be here in Ohio, like I said, just enjoying the cold weather. So what I do when I'm sitting at home bored, I turn on Redline Radio because there is content every single day. All day it runs. Every day there are new shows going live. I mean, yesterday, Timbuktu with the birthday extravaganza. It was fantastic. You have Crossing the Mic. You have Broad Street South still getting played. Wednesday, She Vibes and Talking About Balls both going on at the same time. Uh, we love to see it. We hope everybody out there in Redline Radio Land is checking out both shows simultaneously. You can do that. Uh, Sundays, of course, Steel City Renegades are both here in the building. Dave showed up. He was a little late because he's he's doing a lot of walking these days, so I think he walked here. So it took him a little while to get here. That's what took him <laughs> so long to get here. Um, but honestly, there's shows every single day of the week. Lee Money is here, so of course we have to shout him out with Money Crazy, Money's Crazy soundtrack on Thursdays. You have Money's Crazy Mind on uh, Fridays. And he's doing Steel City Renegades, and he produces behind the scenes on so many shows. Uh, oh, did I say Steel City Renegades? I'm sorry, it's Steel City Running Late hey, thanks, since yeah. Lee is here. I always forget that. Fourth uh, and fifteen on Saturdays with Mel. Uh, love him, uh, and uh, I mean, shit. I'm trying to look at the board here. I got smooth. to light my face. Yeah, smooth. Well, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to forget smooth. <laughs> Uh, but then you have too much information on Saturday nights, uh, 10 to midnight. Shows every day of the week. Thursday, they're doing it for the culture, they say, I think is what it is, right? With Lex and uh, Club Pizzle. So check them out. They're going tomorrow. Going to be great. Tomorrow's the first of the month. Starting up some new new numbers. I don't want to spoil anything because I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm hearing some rumblings that we've got a new number one show at Redline Radio. And we couldn't be more excited to hear about it tomorrow from, from Lee. He's teasing everybody. We can't wait for the numbers to come in. But... For those of you watching right now, if you guys want to share this and get us like 4,000 views and make talking about balls the number one show for August, obviously I would come on and humble brag like a son of a bitch next week, Did but we'll not. see what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, so check really out Redline funny. Radio. Humble brag is my favorite thing. Uh, but yeah, we're not taking a break today because I'm fucking full of it. I'm feeling good. We are charged up. And I think that's it for breaks. I, I got all the reads in. I think we're good, right?
0: I think we're good to go.
1: I think we covered all the bases, pun intended, because we are a sports show. I'll allow it. All right, perfect. We got the approval from the head of Redline. And now we roll into the second half of the show. One thing I, I, I made a note of before we started the show, I wanted to talk about a topic that I completely forgot. slipped my mind. And it's relevant for us because of a Cleveland Brown incident that happened a few years ago with Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. There was a helmet I I had that photo. swinging incident with another player and another dominant defensive player doing it to boot. So I'm starting to think. Conspiracy theory, what are they putting in the water for these great defensive linemen? We
0: got conspiracy theory number two. What are
1: they doing to these defensive linemen that are going for player of the year? Should we be worried that the next one to swing a helmet is TJ Watt? Should we be concerned?
0: I was just going to say that, and is he going to go for the three-helmet trifecta?
1: Do the Steelers play the Panthers this year? All right. Dave says yes. Swing that helmet, TJ. You know who I'm talking about. I don't want to <laughs> tell you, you who to hit, but if you, you want to play whack a mole, did you see this, <laughs> week the, six? Did no. you see the stuff? oh? V- yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did you see the
0: still frame of the uh, Bengals helmet? Like, it
1: compressed. The, the, the way it's, it looked like. It compressed. It looked like it was made out of styrofoam, the way it and smashed. And, of
0: course, all the comments were like, well, no fucking shit. People have concussions all the
1: time. Yeah, those things are made out of, like, fucking, like, the weakest plastic. They're, like, made out of a 3D printer before they go out to practice. So,
0: I wish I had the photo. And we were just talking about this before we went on the air. The yeah. Battle of the Bastards. Uh, how the famous notorious vis- visual, visual is Jon Snow pulling the sword out. Facing the army, it has a there's a picture of uh, Aaron Donald with with, um, uh, with the two helmets facing the army. You sent me as that, yeah, as, yeah. As, as the army's coming towards him with the two helmets in his hand, I'm like, that's fucking priceless.
1: Yeah, it, so for those of you at home that uh, aren't familiar with this, I, I think everybody would be. It happened uh, like we, last week or whatever. Why
0: it started or how it started.
1: Uh, rumor is that one of the players in the Bengals, he called his friend Mason Rudolph, and Mason Rudolph just started yelling the <laughs> N-word over the speakerphone, and that got Aaron Donald charged up.
0: A phone-a-friend?
1: Yeah. Yes. He was like, hey, could you do that again? And Mason's like, of course, you got it, brother. And then he hard R'd everybody, and then Aaron Donald started swinging. Um, but, yeah, all honesty, though, there was a, a fight. Uh, the the fucked-up thing for me is, A, Aaron Donald went nuts, ripped a helmet off a Bengals player, started swinging it at everybody, hit a couple guys directly on the head, uh, swung it at his own teammates. He went fucking berserk, truthfully, went went ballistic. Um, The the crazy thing for me is this was at a joint practice. So it's Rams and the Bengals joint practice. You would think, first and foremost, fuck the Rams for, and even the Bengals for that matter. I, I would want this to leak immediately. They tried to bury this. Did they really? Oh, my God. They tried to not promote, talk about this at all. Yeah if, a got local, leaked,
2: yeah, if a local Cincinnati football reporter wasn't there,
1: like filmed it with his phone, too. Right. Yeah. It wasn't even a professional cameraman or anything like that. Like they did not want this to get out.
0: Yes. No suspension because there's a loophole in yep.
1: the NFL rules, which they came out and said it's, it's it's a practice. So the NFL does not have jurisdiction. Now, Lee and I talked about this on Sunday and Dave on Steel City Renegades. Lee and I talked about this on the way here today. Yeah. How fucked up is that for the NFL? to claim that a joint practice between two NFL franchises is something they don't have jurisdiction on. But, and not even just Deshaun Watson, this is just a case that I'm going to use, but Deshaun Watson being accused of things and no hard evidence in an offseason, they're going to suspend him for 11 games and hold that against him and fine him, and they were threatening to suspend him for the entire year. But Aaron Donald swinging, and then we backtrack. Miles Garrett swings a helmet at Mason Rudolph, gets suspended for the rest of that season, which was what, six games, I think it ended up being? Something like that? Six-game suspension. Aaron Donald does it, and the NFL says, we can't do anything about it. Mind you, he's swinging helmets at other NFL players on different teams. If he did it against his own team at practice, it's only a Rams practice, then I could kind of understand the NFL coming out and saying we don't have jurisdiction. Or saying that they're going to let the Rams handle that internally. I understand that. Swinging it at another team at a joint practice, how do you not step up and do that as the NFL? Because as I said on the Steel City Renegade, Renegades, what if a player... You wanted to say running late again. I did, I did. I was trying NFL. to be nice, trying to be cordial. Um, but oh, going, I love the Steel City <laughs> running lates. When I, I wrote that down, as soon as it, you guys were late that first episode, I was like, oh, fuck, I cannot wait to talk about this. <laughs> Second nature now. Um, but what I thought was, what if a guy, what if Greg Williams, remember the Bounty Gate? What if Greg uh-huh. Williams pays some guy and says, "Hey, we have a joint practice this week against the Browns. Say, I'll just use them as an example. Um, I want you to take off Deshaun Watson's head, right. or, or whoever, or I want you to give a cheap shot to Miles Garrett, I mean- or you know, whatever, anything. You tell a guy you want a cheap shot, and it could be a blatant illegal play. That in an NFL game, if you hit a guy in the helmet, you get a 15-yard penalty. You get warned that you're going to get kicked out of the game. You get a fine from the NFL." <laughs> But if you do it in a practice, apparently there's the NFL will do nothing.
0: What kind of precedent are you setting by the NFL now, stating that these these joint practices, which are now becoming more and more, you know, all they are are just like fucking WWE matches. They
1: are now they they need to stop calling them joint practices. It is the purge.
0: Yeah, that's there are no rules.
1: The law has no effect. Do whatever the fuck you want.
0: How much tension can you build up to cause a fight?
1: Normally you see things like I don't know if you guys all watched hard knocks, the 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 Lions had a joint practice with the Colts. Frank Reich and um, uh, Dan Campbell, they're good friends. They were. It was a very cordial practice. There weren't too many fights. There was a little bit of j- jawing back and forth, nothing too bad. Right. Uh, the Browns had a, a, a joint practice with the Eagles. Nothing really happened as far as I saw. Back
0: and forth. Yeah, you know, guys far, get right.
1: a little aggressive, but nothing bad. And then you have guys swinging helmets at other teams in the, the defending Super Bowl say, champions yeah. against the defending AFC champions.
0: What did you think was going to happen? And
1: what even then, happen? like you just, you're representing the NFL. You have Aaron Donald, who's one of the faces of the league. He's a top-ten player. He was just in the NFL top-ten list, um, defensive player of the year. Hell of a player. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubter. Swinging his helmet around, and they're sweeping it under the rug. So, Miles Garrett, so, immediately suspended. Adam Schefter's tweeting, assault, arrest him. Mike Florio's saying that's assault. Aaron Donald, they're going, eh, practice. Who cares? Do whatever you want.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and the, the funny thing for me was, and I don't know if you guys caught this on Renegades or not, you know, like you mentioned, if you're, if you're going to hold players accountable for off season, off time actions, how big is that quote unquote gray area from Sue L Robinson in the personal conduct policy that practices and training camps got completely skipped?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's a joke for the NFL because you're just allowing teams to now know that they can do whatever they want. How do you do that? How do you tell people we can't Do anything if you fuck up another teammate or another team. I mean, if
0: anything for next year, this kind of opens that Pandora's box of yeah. We got a first joint practice. All right, um, I'm gonna Hogan leg drop that guy when he's out in the field one time.
1: There could be a sense of guys are like, all right, we're at a joint practice. I want to make this team. I'm not going to do anything stupid. So they're going to be on their best behavior. Now they know, hey, you know what? I played against this guy last year. He said this about my mom. I'm going to fuck him up today. Yeah, because nothing's going to happen.
0: Someone goes high, the other person goes low. Yeah, person's literally just and the NFL is.
1: Basically admitted that there is nothing they can't, nothing they want to do about it.
2: How much how more? How much a helmet are we gonna get now?
1: Yeah, his own team. He went, team. he went b- b- berserk. And like the fucked up right. thing for the NFL, it shows you where their their, the their heads at.
0: Sometimes you know, just don't get in the way. You know. You know what? I honestly would
1: have respected the NFL for if they did. If if Miles Garrett goes at there, and this goes for any player that has like an amazing game or looks jacked on Sunday, the NFL drug tests them right away.
0: Oh, Miles Miles Garrett got drug tested after that. He
1: didn't yeah, that. Aaron Donald swung a helmet. Miles Garrett got drug tested because um,
0: they saw him with his, his his sleeves off. That's why like
1: <laughs> he looks
0: too strong today. We got to get him tested.
1: But why didn't the NFL say we want Aaron Donald to do some sort of CAT scan? We want to check his brain and make yeah. sure he's okay because he went berserk. Did they like, drug test Donald? To my knowledge, they've done nothing about Aaron Donald. They literally just basically said, oh, you're fine, and that's exactly it.
2: According to the Rams head coach, the situation was handled
1: Yeah, internally. it was it was handled, and it, uh, the media made a big deal about it, et cetera. But again, I, I go back to when it happened with Miles Garrett. Uh, I know for a fact, even though he blocks me now, Adam Schefter tweeted, assault. Mike Florio tweeted, because he's an ex-lawyer, that's assault. I don't care that it's on a football field. That is assault. He should be arrested, et cetera. Now it happens at practice, they say nothing because they go, oh, it's practice, who cares? So that if you're on a football field playing in a game, they're saying you should be arrested for assault. But if you do it at practice, playing football on a practice football field, they go, no, it's fine. What a lot the fuck of the NFL, are they trying to make?
2: A lot of the NFL press was saying it's assault, it's attempted murder, same thing that they were saying about Miles Garrett. It's basically just the league saying it's practice.
1: Yeah, this to me, it's, well, not, as, it's not as egregious, but this reminds me of – The Ray Rice incident where they wanted to do absolutely nothing and then shit leaked and they realized, oh, fuck, we now we have to make a statement. And now, again, Roger Goodell made such a point to to make Deshaun Watson the scapegoat to to really put a spotlight on him and give him this punishment. And you have an opportunity to do that, to stop violence between players. And because it's Aaron Donald, they do absolutely nothing. It's fucking bananas so the, to me, truthfully. So I will
0: say the only difference between the two incidents, obviously, is I believe when they were swinging helmets, it was helmet-to-helmet connection, and it wasn't to bare head connection. Right. So that's the only difference. And so- Even
1: then, though, I look at it as Garrett swung it once, albeit call it what you wanted. If you think it's a bad bad thing that he swung the helmet, sure, I agree. Shouldn't have done it. He fucked up. You have Aaron Donald who swung it multiple times. I mean, he was swinging that. He looked like he was playing a game of whack-a-mole. Truthfully, he was just swinging at anybody and anything, hitting his own teammates, hitting anything that moved. And they go, "Ah, that's just kids being kids," you know. I
2: I agree with the star of the show here. It's amazing what a Super Bowl ring will do.
1: Hundred percent, no question about it. That's exactly what it does. Miles Garrett was coming off. He was he's on this Browns team that was underachieving that year with Freddie Kitchens. They the Browns have always been a laughing stock. I mean, I get it. As a diehard Browns fan, I, I understand that we are looked at very poorly around the NFL. So to them, it's oh, it's the Browns. Fuck Miles Gary. We don't care. He's suspended. And again, I understood at the time that they suspended him because of what he did. I I, I wasn't happy about it, but I understood. Now a guy does the same thing, but a little bit worse. And it's in a practice and they do absolutely nothing like the NFL couldn't even step in and say we are going to fine him one hundred thousand dollars because of this. I would have been like, you know what? It's something. They did did nothing.
2: Did you see uh, the part of the video where the one guy actually had his helmet off and he's swinging it in his general direction, though, too? Oh,
1: 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Donald was a wrecking machine and that's what's scary about it is knowing that you can there could be and, you know, I don't want to get. Not not even political, but like the state of the world, you do have people that are psychopaths. I mean, look at there's mass shootings and shit everywhere, people getting murdered, like people are crazy. What if there's some unhinged guy on a football team who's about to get cut? You're in a joint practice and he just says, you know what? Fuck it. My career's over after this. I'm I know I'm not gonna make the team. I'm I'm upper twenties, I'm never gonna get signed again. And he just fucking loses his mind on a football field at CT, practice. C T E anybody?
2: Exactly. And what that's about a thing. Robin, who's
1: fucking the thing. from the, uh, Raiders. Yeah. He went crazy the night or the Super Bowl. That happens to guys. Aaron Donald does something like this. The NFL doesn't even address mental health. They don't say, like, we want to get Aaron Donald examined to make sure he's okay because that's crazy aggressive behavior. You're playing football. I get it. Tensions are high. Your, your uh, adrenaline's flowing. But Aaron Donald's been in the league for, like, what, 10 years now almost or something like that. He's, he's won a Super Bowl defensive player of the year. He should have himself can can under control. You yeah, would like, hope.
0: Not to make a nerd reference, but he looked like General Grievous with like the lightsabers going.
1: Like the <laughs> like
0: I don't out. know who that is, but so, I I trust you. Well, I mean, it's one of the he has multiple lightsabers spinning around. Okay. Anyways,
2: sorry. Ah, know, that's fair. Got, I, I, get I, it. I see your Aaron Donald, and I raise you a Vontez Perfect. A, another guy, a mental
1: Antonio Brown. You have these nutcases who are now What's up, Tim? Free to do whatever they want in practice, Tim the birthday boy tim buck 2 welcome tim good to, good to see from you buddy miss you, but understood birthday got to celebrate tim is charging up the batteries cuz next week again we go live 7 to 9 and every Wednesday for the foreseeable future of the football season we will be doing a show we are excited we're happy to do it uh and we're going to have tim with us next week but he's got the night off today to celebrate and we hope he's having a great one moving on from Aaron Donald i think it's complete horse shit you guys all know my stance on that uh the browns just that's what, that's what that's what the NFL does. They shit on us. Ben yes. Roethlisberger, sexual allegations, six games. Deshaun Watson gets six games. The NFL says, nope, not enough. Do more. Miles Garrett swings a helmet, suspended six games. Aaron Donald does it. It's practice. Nothing. Let's Browns drive. always get the shit end of the stick.
0: Let's drive up the coast in California to San Francisco.
1: Let's do it. The rice a San Francisco treat. Ding, ding. Jimmy Garoppolo. He is... Not going anywhere, everybody. I tried to tell everybody I don't think the Niners were getting rid of him because they do not trust Trey Lance. Nobody, everybody was like, "No, no, no, the Browns have to trade for him. You got to get him here. They're gonna cut him. There's no way they're keeping him." I tried to tell people for a long time. We
2: just said that Sunday night on Renegades. We had a guy argue with us about
3: they're gonna cut him and sign him for eighteen million. Why would, why would you? The Browns
2: would? Yes. Oh
1: God. Why would you want to go somewhere
3: knowing that you're only gonna play eleven games? Yeah.
1: Could they go back to him? Yes, because there's a really, really, really good chance he will be playing for San Francisco sooner rather than later. And if Trey Lance does good in the
3: first four or five games, now you can use Jimmy as a trade piece. Absolutely, to no trade clause until a team that he wants to go to. He, he can
1: waive it to go wherever he wants.
3: Seattle's yep. yep. on the list for him to go to. His, yep.
1: His incentives in that contract
0: are insane. Like he can make upwards. I think like the deal he signed was six million, but he can make upwards of like sixteen million dollars with the incentives built in. Sure. That contract.
3: Mike's, Jimmy G, if you don't accept this contract, we are releasing you tomorrow. Hmm. And Jimmy goes, Well, I want another opportunity
1: in this league to be a starter and get a big contract. And I also think that this was something I, I I talked about the last couple of weeks when we talked about Jimmy G. I don't think there's a market for him. Is he a good, serviceable NFL quarterback? Sure. Do the teams that have a gaping hole at quarterback want him? No, because those teams are tanking. Fans don't want to admit it. So yes. He would be better than Jared Goff. He would be better than Geno Smith. He would be better than Daniel uh, Jones in New York. There's so many quarterbacks he would be better than to be the starter. Those teams don't want him because next year's quarterback class in the draft is stacked. fucking loaded. Yeah. These teams are willing to sacrifice a season to tank to get a draft pick. Yep. Jimmy G will win games. They don't want that. And there's a 45-year-old quarterback that's on the verge of retiring. And you can go there and play. Absolutely. There's a good chance that next year Tampa Bay is going to be looking for a new quarterback. Atlanta's going to be looking for a quarterback. Indianapolis seems to have a new quarterback every year. Um, New Orleans is going to want a new quarterback more than likely. You never know with Jameis Winston. There's so many teams. Even hell, the Carolina Panthers only have Baker for this year. So many teams could be wanting a quarterback next year. Jimmy G is going to go find find somebody to play with. But by the time he got healthy, and again, this is another thing I try to tell people, and it sounds like I'm being a dick, but I don't mean it that way. (laughs) I assure you. real life and Madden are different things. No, 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 I'm a dick in real life, but (laughs) Madden (laughs) is not real life. So fans just kind of always tell me like, Oh, trade for this guy. And you're good. Like that's the number one thing we talked about with Jimmy G last week when we were discussing, if he would be a feasible option for the Browns, I said, no, the guy still isn't practicing. He's still not healthy. He'd be coming to Cleveland. Trying to cram the playbook within a couple of weeks to start September 11th. There's no fucking way that's going to happen. He's not ready to play. He wouldn't be comfortable with the team. If you think Jacoby Brissett looks bad, imagine Jimmy G with a week of learning the playbook and and getting used to the receivers. There is a connection that quarterbacks make with receivers to get the timing, things like that. He's not going to get that overnight. In Madden, yes, you could do that. Trade for whoever you want. You could throw him out there tomorrow. You could play a whole fucking season. If you want to. You could sign Johnny Manziel in that and, and win a Super Bowl in that game because it's a fucking video game. I mean, do you whatever have you to want. adjust stats a little bit, but sure, yeah, like there's yeah, a little bit could, of a little could, bit of tweaking if you, you really want mean, Johnny Manziel. I mean, you could people, play on rookie. had to. <laughs> it's true.
0: People had to think though that it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't Andrew Berry's and the front office's style to bring somebody in last minute. They want somebody they can bring into camp. Yes. Have them be the entire camp. Get used to the players, like you're stating. They would have traded for him a long
1: time ago. And how do you say to a guy who was? A quarter away from going to a second Super Bowl. Hey, we'd like you, but you know that by week 11, you're fucking benched. And at the time, could have been week six before they officially announced right. it. Because so this this punishment was still in limbo. So how do you convince a guy like Jimmy G to come here and go, hey, we want you. But yeah, if the, if the suspension is only four weeks, see you on the bench week five. He's not going to take that. He wants something more sustainable. And that's San Francisco. Trey Lance has kind of looked like a bust so far. He hasn't looked good in the preseason. Didn't look good last year he's possibly injury prone. Jimmy G sees the door open in San Francisco. He's comfortable with the system, comfortable with the players. It's a good fit.
2: You know, and we brought that po- point up that he's not going to come here for 18 24 however much cap money you guys have if he's not at least I said uh, he would want at least a two-year contract to prove that he can start and play. Yeah, and I mean he he's he is a better version
1: to an extent, of Baker Mayfield. He's not a great quarterback. He's good. He can win games. And he's a little bit better because he obviously has been to a Super Bowl. He was in the NFC Championship a second time. He can win games. He can take take a team a little bit further than Baker. Not a knock on Jimmy G, but it's also not something that teams are going to clamor for. You're not going to go crazy for a guy like that. Look at Baker. The market for Baker was very small. It came down to the wire of Carolina or bust. I don't think any other team really was interested in Baker. And that's similar to what's happening with Jimmy G teams were probably a little interested then they go shoulder's fucked up we'd have to bring him in rehab him hope he gets healthy by week 1 fuck it let's go with this guy that's why teams didn't trade for him they didn't want him it's, it's it, it this is not madden in madden yes you can turn injuries off jimmy g could start tomorrow and he's going to know the playbook like the back of his hand in real life ain't going to happen he's got to come here he's got to learn
0: like you said before i mean i don't think san francisco secretly wanted him to leave anyways I think they no. want, I think they wanted that secure security plan. And
1: I brought that up when you and I in the off season before we even came to Redline, Kyle and I were doing that um every week we would pick a couple players. We would pick a great player, a great quarterback possibly coming yeah. to Cleveland, we would pick a a a, a lower tier. Jimmy G was a lower tier and I remember saying then, I don't know if San Francisco wants to get rid of him. They don't trust Trey uh, uh Trey Lance. Oh, we just excuse me, our video just ended. Is it? I just got a notification. It says this live video has ended. It'll be available to watch on Redline shortly. Interesting. Um, Anyway, so Jimmy G stays in San Francisco. Obviously, the dream is dead. I I never thought there was a chance. I think we're back now. Um, There was never a chance of him coming to Cleveland, in my opinion. I really didn't think that was something that the Browns were going to be interested in. Especially, they traded away a lot of assets to get to Sean Watson. They understood a suspension was looming. They are prepared for the future. That's why he has a five-year contract this year. As much as they want to stay afloat, that's the best they can hope for. They are going to be okay if we don't win 12 games and go to the playoffs. That's part of the plan, unfortunately. Browns fans don't want to hear it. But we might lose some games this year. We might not make the playoffs. You're just going to have to deal with it. It That's the sacrifice you have to pay for the future. They're not going to trade more assets for the youngest team in the league with some players making a lot of money. You need those draft picks for the rookie contracts. They're not going to trade those for Jimmy G for 11 games. There's no fucking way. Really, Any Browns fan that really thought that was an actual thing? Yeah. Who is it? Mike Vallon? I, I really <laughs> He's the diehard Jimmy
2: G to Cleveland guy? I, oh, I,
0: saw, I saw him in the...
2: Every fucking <laughs> week. <laughs>
0: I saw, I saw him comment. There's yeah. no chance,
1: and it, again, it just doesn't make sense. Why would they bring in another guy to have to learn the playbook and learn everything for 11 games? Because he's not even 11. Because he wouldn't be ready for Week One. So you would hope Jimmy G could play by the end of September, and then at that point, you're already two, three games into the season. So maybe you get Jimmy G to play for seven, eight games. Why the fuck? Who 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 would do that? Nobody would, would do that. If they would have got Jimmy G. They would have been smart. The day
3: Deshaun's suspension came out, they would have made the trade then. Yeah.
1: Sure. But it's too late. Now, I mean, it makes no fair. sense. Yeah. I, mean, I think Jimmy G signed his contract. Uh, uh, obviously, maybe Trey Lance sets the world on fire and Jimmy G becomes expendable. Even then, it's hard to trade a quarterback in the middle of the season because same thing, you have to go to a new team, learn the playbook, and that's an important position to try to just learn on the fly. So a lot that's why you don't see quarterbacks get traded midseason that often. So I think Jimmy G is in San Francisco for at least the rest of the season. I doubt he goes anywhere. Um, I'm just happy that that saga is over, and I don't even have to worry about Browns fans yeah, talking every, about
0: every it. Every afternoon on the way home from work, I'd have to tune into the chat. It, it was
1: ridiculous. It was
0: like, We're on the Jimmy G train. Toot,
1: toot, now the next quarterback up. to keep an uh, eye on, possibly changing teams soon, which I would be all for. I would help him pack, and I would drive him to the airport. Lamar Jackson, he sent out some questionable oh, tweets this week. I love it. I tweets told everybody. Likes.
0: I think it's likes, too.
1: Well, he tweeted some shit, too, where yeah. he was like, you know, they didn't offer me that contract. They, you know, it, Some guy said something like, I love Lamar, but I don't think he should get a guaranteed contract. And Lamar responded, you don't love Lamar. That's exactly what he said <laughs> to him. I love that re- response. Um, but Lamar Jackson wants a guaranteed contract. He wants more money than Deshaun Watson, and I think – uh, since it's not my money and I hate the Ravens, rightfully it. so. Yeah. Pay him as much as he wants. I think you should make him, I'd say, 90% of the, the salary cap if you have to. Million
0: guaranteed. Yeah, fill
1: the rest of it with guys making minimum wage. I'm all for that. Um, he'll, get, he'll get that money somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Some, someone's going to offer it. But, but when the Browns made the, 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 the deal with Deshaun Watson, gave him that big contract, one of the, the big guys against it was Steve Bisciotti the owner of the Ravens. He pissed and moaned about the Browns giving him that contract because he knew it's going to set a new precedent for quarterbacks. And that's exactly what's happening here. And Lamar wants that fucking Deshaun Watson contract plus some.
0: Lamar's better than himself, the fact that he's his own agent, and he's gone this long yeah. without signing a deal. I'm sure there's been so many offers probably put in front of him.
1: And I, I saw something the he's, other day. He's, oh, go ahead. Not,
0: he's, not a, he's not agreed to any of them because he, he, he saw the writing in the wall. And in the second that... Watson got that money. Yeah, I
1: think that worked in his favor. So so Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk the other day, he tweeted something about how now is the time for Lamar to get an agent. He's like, get an agent. You need the help right now. It's it's more important than ever. I look at it as the opposite. Lamar has the leverage now because that guaranteed money. What could you put in a contract that's going to avoid guaranteed money? If you sign and you're getting that money regardless, it's all in there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he should have his contract looked over. But if you're signing a guaranteed contract, there's nothing in it of like.
0: I'm sure he's got a lawyer. You need to
1: hit there. this. You need to hit this mark to make this money. This money it's guaranteed. As long as he's on the roster, they don't cut him. And even if they cut him, he's going to get that money. Here's the guaranteed. Only
0: thing that's going to suck, right? So he doesn't sign a deal going into this year. If he gets hurt this year, and it's a bad injury, and
1: that's it. But I mean, that's why guys like Jesse Bates just showed up to camp in Cincinnati because these guys don't like playing without. Having some guarantee behind them, right? If you get hurt and you're on a, you're playing on the, uh, is this the, the tag. Year?
0: This is last year, isn't
1: it? Yeah. So this is his fifth year, um, but they can tag him for another two years Got if it. they want. So you can franchise tag guys, um, but even then, play, guys don't like playing on the franchise tag because then you don't have that security of next season, right? And that's why, like, Browns fans were pissed about Kareem Hunt. You, it was kind of split down the middle. You had some fans that were saying, "What's wrong with the Browns? You're not paying Kareem Hunt, but you're paying Deshaun Watson this much money, whatever, blah blah blah." And then there's other people that are saying, you know, I kind of agree with Kareem Hunt because he's only got one year left on his contract and in the NFL as a running back, you can get hurt so easily. Having that one year, Kareem Hunt wasn't holding, holding in, if you will, for to be a a dick. He's doing it for his security, for his, his, his life because he wants
0: an extension or something.
1: Exactly. He wants that money just for himself as like a protection,
0: which makes sense.
1: Look at, look at it the same way, Kyle, if your contract, let's say you're a contract employee, your contract's running out. Are you going to not talk to them in advance and be like, "Hey, can we work on my next contract?" Or are you just going to say, oh, "I'll wait till it expires, right, because, And hope for the best?
0: Yeah, because you need to. Not saying that these guys don't have money stashed away. I'm sure they have. Money you you hope, away.
1: but not all athletes are really right. good with money. That's but that's you, kind of a, a known thing. But
0: you want to know you're going to have a paycheck next week, right? And that's
1: exactly it. He wants if he gets if Cream Hunt gets hurt this year, blows his knee out, especially at the running back position. He's not getting any younger. He might lose his speed. He might never be able to play in the NFL again. Or might not be the same. And there goes his money for the rest of his life. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I could see Lamar Jackson getting hurt and the, the Ravens would still tag him if he doesn't agree to a contract. They're not going to let him go unless it's a career-ending what's, injury. What's but even then, you don't want to risk getting hurt.
0: Right, and what's interesting for the Ravens right now is the fact that you have a backup quarterback who could be a starter on another team. He's pretty
1: good. Yeah, although I heard – I I have to look this up. I heard the Ravens were winless when he played last year. Is that true? Well, when Lamar Jackson missed games, they they were winless with Huntley. I think is that accurate? Somebody said that if, on the radio. I
0: don't know if it is or not, but I mean he played really
1: good. They won football. his first game where he came in for Lamar. They won that one, but that's technically a win for Lamar. And then I saw somebody else say that technically with without Lamar, they they didn't win a game with that guy. That's more leverage for Lamar Jackson. That
0: is. They don't win without him. No, absolutely. He's though, yeah.
1: very talented. I'm not knocking him. I mean yeah. he almost came back and beat us, but he went four and five, four and five last year. Mm-hmm. No shit. Okay, might have been eight. 50 I was listening to where they said he went winless
0: no oh, shit must have been that, that Jamie Wilson call again
1: yeah it must have been. <laughs> I don't know I, that's what they said that's why I, I didn't look but it that's, up that's but that's the
0: thing in the Ravens right now is like yeah they're they're rolling the dice of course Lamar Jackson MVP great hell of a quarterback I get a hell of a running back too um but you want he if you lose him or he gets hurt you have Huntley you can maybe fall back on
1: and the funny thing too is if it, look at the way the media and and Oh, he was 0-2, okay, as the Ravens starter. Okay, so that is accurate. They, they did not win a game without Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, the, the two games, I thought he actually played more, so that's not that big of a sample size. Um, but, but I think you have all those Baker bros that were pissed at the Browns saying they gave him a raw deal, he took you to the playoffs, take care of him, give him a big contract. Where are those people in Lamar's corner that are mad at the Ravens for not wanting to pay the guy who's won an MVP? He's took, taken them to the playoffs. He's, he's been a great quarterback for them, and they don't want to pay him. Didn't they win a
2: Super Bowl with him, too? With who, Lamar? Yeah,
1: no, no. They, I think they've only won one playoff Lamar, game with him.
0: Lamar's claimed the famous he doesn't win playoff games.
1: Yeah, he's known to really struggle in the playoffs. He he won one game against the Titans, uh, barely. A few the year actually, I think it was the year we beat the Steelers. It was that same day. Uh but yeah, he, you know, he does not win in the playoffs. That's his, kind of his knock. But at the same time, so that
2: that most recent Super Bowl they won was the last one with Flacco, then. Yeah, that was Flacco. That was oh, the okay.
1: when the lights with the power went out. Yes. Ray Lewis. Yes. Yeah, that was old. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. No, Lamar Jackson's never really had any success in the playoffs, but even then has an MVP, takes him to the playoffs every year. He's obviously talented. They don't want to pay him. Have they renamed the stadium yet? I know it's. No, that's only something you do if you're in Cincinnati and you're living in squalor and you can't afford to pay your franchise quarterback because they are not going to be able to afford Joe Burrow. And I heard somebody the other day on... Uh, I think it was actually Tony Grossi. He was 8.50 again. That's, like, all I listened to, apparently. Dude,
0: get off 8.50.
1: He said uh, – <laughs> they they made fun of him for it. He They were talking about the contract situations and how, like, the Bengals aren't going to be able to afford Joe Burrow. And he said, no, Joe Joe Burrow's a classy kid. He's not going to hold the, the Bengals hostage. And everyone just said, Bullshit. get the fuck out of here. Like, that, he is Joe absolutely stri- back in the brink truck up.
0: me as that guy who's like – <laughs> crap boys like no no you yeah. need to show me you, you think he won
1: a national championship and took a picture with that cigar in his mouth because he's a fucking he, humble he's, classy he's kid a,
0: he's a johnny Manziel with talent basically. exactly
1: exactly uh, i just found that funny but it, lamar jackson of course the, the picture you're looking at here is uh, a guy tweeted about uh photoshopped him in a dolphin's jersey and said come to miami apparently he's from south florida yeah so he liked the tweet. He grew
0: up as a Dallas fan, but yes. the Dolphins would have been number two. I mean, who, two.
1: who didn't as a kid? I mean, kids are dumb. They, they like the Cowboys. Like, LeBron was the same way, front runner for the Cowboys.
0: That's Lee's favorite team, is it Dallas Cowboys.
1: That's what I heard. No, he just likes Cowboys, not the team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Lamar Jackson likes the tweet and, of course, knows that it's going to get traction in the media. And, of course, it did. And that's why we're talking yeah, about it. He's and
0: playing the social media game pretty well right now.
1: As a Browns fan, I love it. I love to see the Ravens having a little turmoil and having some it's problems. Like, it's
0: like that scene from The Wedding Singer where what's-his-face sticks his head outside of the curtain and says, It's okay." chaos. Yeah, it's a, like...
1: He says, uh, Oh, he's falling apart, oh, and yeah, I'm reaping I'm all, I'm all the benefits. benefits. That's yes. basically what we're doing. <laughs> that's
0: basically what's happening right and now. And I like
1: it because I think it's a double-edged sword. You guys know my stance on Lamar Jackson. Yes, he has an MVP. You can't take that away from him. I don't think he's a very good quarterback, though. I think the older he gets, the slower he gets. He's not a good actual thrower. So when his legs start to go and he has to be a pocket quarterback, it's not going to work for him. So I pray to all that is holy. I'm not a religious man, whatever you believe in out there. I hope they signed him to a long term guaranteed contract and he has to be on that team for the next five plus years.
0: Three years left in him, maybe.
1: No, I really don't. I think he's going to go out there and be the same player because that's just who he is. Uh, he he plays that street ball style, and it's infuriating as a Browns fan. If I'm a, if you're a Ravens fan, I bet you love it. But watching him run around, watching guys run routes, and then you can tell they're just fucking winging it, and he just chucks the ball up, and Mark Andrews comes down with it. It drives me fucking bananas, man. It's it's street ball.
0: As a Mark Andrews owner in fantasy, I'm okay with
1: that. That helps. But it, it, it literally is. It's, it's street ball. It's it's pure backyard football. You're
0: making me think of NFL Street back in the day. The video it's game. it's that basically that.
1: No, that's actually – that's just at uh, Rams-Bangles practice is when NFL Street is because <laughs> you can fucking drive a truck over people, no, apparently. They're not allowed NFL, to do anything. That's NFL Blitz. You literally oh, Blitz. You throw, my bad. Same thing. Around, I, thought, yeah. I thought you could do that in street also. Uh, maybe you can. I don't I remember. I haven't played it in a long time. a where
0: you, like, grab and chuck them across the field. Yeah, or it's or all the
1: same. Either way, that's just – that's what practice is nowadays in the NFL, apparently. Um. Yeah, I would love to see them. It, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, dude, this is a Panthers page? Huh? No, it's not. Uh, no, that says Dolphins. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Anyways. moving on. So, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. I would like it for the Ravens because either, A, Lamar's out of Baltimore, yeah. which is great news as a Browns fan, or he's getting this long-term contract, which is, A, going to hurt their salary cap, which was the number one thing everyone bitched about with Deshaun Watson, He's going to want more money than Deshaun Watson, and that's going to hurt their cap, prevent them from keeping talent on the team. I'm all for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a win-win as a Browns fan, in my opinion. I love it. Uh, next up, the Tom Brady conspiracy oh. theories. We are ready to talk about them. Uh, the rumor that I heard was he left because when he retired, he signed that contract with Fox to be the reporter or whatever, the the do the play-by-play, whatever the fuck. And part of that contract was he needed to do a segment for the masked singer okay the hit I, show that I was did, a conspiracy I did, that i saw he I, left to do a masked singer thing he was contractually obligated to do it he had to miss about a week and came back and has been pretty hush-hush about exactly what happened he's you know cracking jokes and you know saying some things to kind of stir the media but he did not come out and deny the masked singer I, I, that I, I saw i haven't seen it anywhere
0: think he's denied it denied it he i think he's brushed off the question yeah
1: he deflected he's like a politician you don't deny. You just deflect.
0: He deflated those rumors, is what you're saying. Yes,
1: he did. And speaking of deflated, look at that ball. Looks a little light, if I'm being honest, in that picture. <laughs> but I digress. So, uh, so, that was my theory. Was Masked Singer. I've
0: heard that rumor.
1: Okay. I've, so I've, Kyle and Lee both have different theories.
0: I've heard that rumor. The rumor that I had is uh, he had to go off and get a little touch up to the old plastic surgery on the face. A little, little. I
1: could see that. Little
0: clean up to the face because he's getting ready to go into broadcasting. So he wanted to get a little touch up this season.
1: Oh, he so actually. I could uh that's a good I like that theory, but I'll I'll, I'll do you one better. I have okay. a second theory. Go ahead. And this one's way off base. Uh not off base, but way out out there. Uh another radio show that I listen to, Rovers Morning Glory, uh one of the guys on that show is convinced, he's a big conspiracy guy. He's convinced that Tom Brady's a robot. You so he took this week off to just get reprogrammed because he's a robot. He's not a real person. No, no human is is can be like Tom Brady.
0: Matt, Matt, forty five years old playing. Yeah, American he ball.
1: didn't get surgery. They just changed the skin on his AI because he's a fucking robot. So I that's all it is. Well, it's
0: funny because if you know, look at
1: his pictures in college and how out of shape well, and gross he looked. You ever see those? They, you know, they always do it.
0: They always do like the Brady over the years. Yeah, colors. yeah. Where his face changes all the time. Yeah, and it's, it's, it is true. That's that a new wise. person.
1: That's not a. Yeah. That's not a little <laughs> bit of surgery. And, and he went on like fucking keto diet. That's a different man. That's total different skin put on his body. He so, had a skin so, transplant.
0: So plastic surgery is my number two one. The number three rumor I had was uh, marriage counseling. Him and himself not doing so well. He made he retired. He uh, wanted to go and be with the family with the kids. And then he said, "No, nah, I'm going to go back and play NFL." That caused a little tension in the home front. And he had to go do a maybe a vacation, get out of town, go do some counseling, do something to spend some time with the wife and kids to try to save the marriage.
1: That's another rumor that I did
0: see. Because now, Lee, Lee, what do you she have? was
2: the money winner in that relationship, big time. Okay, so we all know that the Dolphins got hammered for tampering with TB12. Yep. Sounds so like, sounds like
1: a Terminator. <laughs> <Robot>. <laughs> it is. I'm telling you, there's something to it.
2: So our uh, Tom Brady beat reporter Angel Martinez over on Steel City Renegades says that he heard it from Giselle herself that Tom was quietly and confidentially suspended for 10 days for that tampering.
1: I could see that. That's actually a good thought. However, I have to question Angel because... uh... I'll never let him live it down. That I remember when we did the Super Bowl special and we were talking about uh, Deshaun Watson. He was very, very adamant that he had it on great sources. Texans are not trading Deshaun Watson. I told him, I don't think so, and lo and behold, here he is. So Angel sources might need a little bit of – they might have to call Smith's drain services because they might have a clog in his source source pipeline.
2: <laughs> I'll tell him that next
3: week.
0: <laughs> what, what's, what's, what's funny about that, not really funny about the rumor, is I could see it because what person – in the NFL, would the NFL do everything they could possibly do to cover Tom Brady?
1: Oh, it's it's like the Michael Jordan thing. I don't. Michael Jordan didn't retire in the '90s. He was suspended because he was gambling and he got busted. And the And the NBA was like, well, we can't ruin his image and tarnish him.
2: Did not some- his father get murdered for that too?
1: Uh, allegedly, it was it was completely random, a random act of violence. They found his dad and killed him, and then Michael Jordan took a year off. Had nothing to do with gambling debts and things like that. No, not at nothing all. Nothing to do with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I figured out that guy's comment. I think what happened was it was probably shared yeah. on a Panthers Facebook page, and this guy's just letting us know that it's a Panthers page. Like, dude, thank you. I don't, I don't care. Don't fucking watch it, guys. We'll start
0: from the beginning. We talked about the Panthers for about a half hour. Yeah, can watch look them. at the
1: beginning. We talked about your boy who learned to love him now. That's all I can say about that. You're a fucking Panthers page. <laughs> uh, next up, really quickly, we'll get down to some news around the NFL. Brian Robinson, the— Washington commander's rookie running back was shot and a, I don't even, was it a robbery? Yeah, it was a robbery attempt. He was shot through a car.
0: When you texted that to me, by the way, because I I just started the draft.
1: Yeah. You were like, Hey, what do you know about this? Brian Robinson guy. Don't touch him. He just got fucking (laughs) shot in the knee. Uh, Apparently it missed severe ligament damage and stuff like that. He, he, they think he's going to make a full recovery and be okay. I guess he just got released from the hospital, but he does have to obviously rehab. You don't get shot and play in a, a football game relatively soon. So he is going through all that rehabbing and stuff like that. And basically, that's what happened. He was sitting in his car, and somebody had a drive-by, supposedly, from what I heard. Yeah. And uh, he took one to the knee. And he's going to make a full recovery, they hope. But again, getting shot. I mean, it's hard to hard to come back from that. But it yeah. is a scary time for NFL players.
0: Well, yeah. Did you hear the guy that suspended? Um, Calvin Ridley. I have that written down, oh, too. Yeah, they're He to was try- part
1: of a chain of robberies in Atlanta that uh, this gang is targeting rich people. They said names of, like... Mariah Carey, uh, Calvin Ridley. There were a couple others where these houses are getting targeted in Atlanta. And, I mean, luckily, I don't think Calvin Ridley was home. Nothing bad happened or anything like that. But it is scary to think about that. Are you
0: sure he wasn't home? Because I'm sure they don't watch NFL. That dude's home the entire year this
1: year. Uh, I'm willing to bet on it that he wasn't <laughs> home.
0: <laughs> had to work it in. There, I did. Yeah.
1: No, I honestly don't know if he was home. From my understanding is that he wasn't. But, I mean, it also is like, was he targeted just because he's rich? Or does he hang out with people that, you know, are in, in these affiliated well, with I, these I, gangs? I, you I never know.
0: Some. Since we're on conspiracy theories today, someone put on a page. It's like, what? What if this dude owes somebody money for all the gambling he's doing right now? Yeah, he's not technically in the NFL right now. He can do all the gambling he wants to. What if he owes somebody some money and coming after?
1: I mean, technically, he's still. In a contract with the NFL, so I feel like he's still but part he can of it. Still
0: make bets. That's like, like
1: Deshaun Watson right now. He can't go out and start getting HJs because well, he's like, I'm suspended. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, he can he, he can bet in other sports though. He can you know whatever. I think it's
1: um yeah. I think he would be able to. I don't think there's laws as long as you're sure. in a, as long as you're in a state that allows gambling, you can gamble on just not your own league. because yeah, so, I mean, it's part just, of your contract. I a, assume.
0: Funny conspiracy. You know, someone's like, yeah, you might owe some people some money.
1: So. Then again, I'm you know what? Maybe it's going to change over the years when more states loosen up the laws. But I have to imagine that actually. Any sports gambling is probably frowned upon by franchises because think about how many times you see Floyd Mayweather or boxers and shit like that betting huge amounts of money and posting about it. You don't see any athletes posting about gambling. You see them playing at casinos, but sports betting, I've never seen a guy do it. That's you would true. think over the years, LeBron James would make a million dollar bet on the Super Bowl or something just for fun, or you know, not even, but like uh, anybody with money, I'm guessing you'd see They're a lot more stories about it. it.
0: Through random like oh shit, sure. dude, you know,
1: whatever. Imagine, you know, you're in the NFL and you and I are friends and you just say, here's $100,000, go go put a bet down on the Super Bowl. And right. then I make it, it, you're not seen doing it, but it's your money at the end of the day. Right. The NFL, they can't do anything about it because right. it was outsourced.
0: Exactly. No, it's, it probably happens all the time.
2: Yeah. I'll take NBA referees for a million, Alex.
1: Yeah. The, Tim Donahue. Oh, I, I can't wait, wait for
0: that, that one. The untold to come out for that It's oh. out.
2: I watched it yesterday. Oh, it is? I didn't yeah. know that. When did it drop? Yesterday. I was watching it yesterday.
1: Uh, really quickly, as we wrap up the show here, we'll get to everything. Uh, since we have Lee and Dave here, uh, when if Dave returns, uh, I, I brought this up on their show on Sunday, and uh, I think Dave didn't really like grab, like not he didn't catch what I was asking. What I was saying was when we talked earlier about when you watch the preseason, what exactly are you evaluating, or like what are you watching for? And I evaluate, and I was asking them, is it hard to evaluate the Steelers preseason or, or just anybody, the, the rookies, Kenny Pickett, et cetera, when you look at who they played, their schedule was the in in no particular order. I forgot the exact order. The Lions, Jaguars, and the Seahawks, who are three of the worst teams in the NFL, just based off last year and even based off, you know, predictions for this year. And you're in the preseason, so you're facing most of their backups, third string, et cetera. So these are players that are gonna struggle to make the roster on these already bad teams. Right. So I know the fans in, in Pittsburgh were going crazy for Kenny Pickett. They're chanting his name, etc. Now,
0: Most watched preseason game in history, I believe, the Lions and the Steelers. Yeah, he,
1: yes. he looked good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. Kenny Pickett's numbers in the preseason and, like, uh, uh, what's the other kid, George Pickens, their their numbers have looked good. But how do you grade that as you watch them go up against guys that, again, they're going to be working at used car dealerships
2: next week? That was kind of a lot of my thing, too, because uh, our new co-host, Stan, on Steel City Renegades is just, you know, wicked Pickett. Like, that's all we get every day in in our little chat that we have and i'm just like we're playing the football team that spends all their money on professional wrestling yeah you know a team that gave up their franchise quarterback for nothing
1: they're fully in tank mode no questions asked and the lions are the lions i mean let's be the honest. lions are, are begging the steelers to trade is Wicket Picket catching on, or is that just something he made up? Is that like an actual thing with Steelers fans? I had never heard it until he said it. Okay, damn, I was gonna, I could make that work because Wicket is what they call a baseball glove. Catch it in the Wicket, and he's got to wear gloves because he's a little fucking tiny-handed dude, like from that Burger King commercial <laughs> holding the Whopper. So, hundred percent Wicket Picket. I could work with that. Thank you,
3: boys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, I hundred percent agree, and I and I said basically the same thing. I'm just yeah. like I'm just like how the hell you know, are we evaluating all these free agents that we picked up and all these new players that we picked up if we're playing garbage teams?
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the, the evaluation process obviously starts and, and stops with practice. You see Correct. these guys day in, day out. Um, I just think it's funny that, like, to me, I mean, gun to my head, I don't think there's a fucking chance in hell Kenny Pickett starts week one. It's Mitch Trubisky's getting named quarterback. So Mike Tomlin's out there teasing it of like, well, we'll decide, I'll, I'll make the, the announcement at my own discretion. Oh,
0: they haven't made the announcement.
1: Either? No, he won't do it. He's he's got that competitive waiting, advantage over.
2: Until three days before. Over the Bengals
1: to let him know that, he said that Mitch he Trubisky's starting. Yeah, it's the competitive advantage thing that teams try to do, but I think we all know that it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. I just up. wasn't sure where you guys stood with, like, Kenny Pickett. Because I know, obviously, fandom can sometimes get in the way. I didn't know if you guys were going to be going, it's got to start Kenny. He's a 20th overall pick or 19th, whatever the fuck. And I'm cool with him sitting and learning. I think yes. he needs it. I don't think he's NFL ready when he was coming out. We talked about this a lot. Yeah. I think it's only going to be beneficial for him to sit and watch the game slow down no a little bit for
3: him. what you
0: do this year, you
3: stick with Mitch. Yeah. No matter what
1: your we got mitch for
2: two years we might as well use it to our advantage i
0: agree you know what's going to happen though is you know what's going to happen in like week two week three when mitch does some shitty stuff or whatever you're going to see the entire stadium and start the steelers
1: have pickett. a really it's bad shitty. offensive line so do you really want to go out there and potentially you know david carr tim couch mitch uh kenny pickett by letting him get killed the other problem is you brought mitch in to be your starter yes absolutely and you
0: I hope they name Mason the starter. God damn. <laughs> I mean, it would be
3: funny. That would be hilarious. Throw him to the Wolves, let him get beat down, then trade him or release him whatever, but we know that's not going
1: to happen. No, Mike Tomlin's not going to piss away games. Yeah. He's got that never been below 500 thing going. I don't think he's trying and to lose now it.
3: He's trying to prove uh, a point. Excuse me. No Ben, my quarterback now, the one It's on. the
1: Bill Belichick mm-hmm. without Tom Brady. He's going to say I can win without you, dude. Yes. I agree. I just I wanted to get your guys' take on that cuz that's something that obviously is catching a lot of attention in the NFL. Oh dude, I trust me. Listen.
2: If we say one bad word about Kenny or an offensive lineman or a running back or God forbid you guys have Tom offensive
1: I remember some some Sealer fans after the draft, I had talked about you guys taking uh, Cam Hayward's brother and I was just saying, like, you know, that's just a pick. I think they did that to keep Cam happy. And there were fans that were messaging on there going, oh, no, no, no. I think he's going to be he's gonna be a stud. He's going to be <laughs> this. He's going to be that. And I'm like, guys, come on. Like, I get it. You want to have faith in the guy, but let him play and show something before you start saying you think he's going to be a stud. And
3: so far from what I've seen, he's been decent.
1: Right. He's, he's good. He earned his roster. way on the roster. But at the end of the day, if they're in a pinch, they need to make a couple cuts, he could be on the list. Exactly. And I think fans would understand, normal fans would understand that. <laughs> You're, you're not God, getting rid of real, like,
2: game-changing talent. God forbid we say that Tomlin's on the hot seat. Oh, yeah, dude. No. That's, that's one of the big things. Like, we brought up multiple times about
1: Tomlin hiring his predecessor. Brian, Brian Flores. Flores. Yeah. They're like, there's no way possible. He's, he's never lost.
3: Well, look at his playoff record. Your money is won. 100%. Playoffs, right?
1: Andy Reid's one of the best coaches of all time, and he couldn't win shit with the Eagles, and they let him go.
3: If Belichick didn't win seven, six Super Bowls. Gone.
1: You don't have a long tenure if you don't continuously win.
3: Correct.
1: Like, Bill hasn't won a Super Bowl in, in a few years. Tom Brady's been gone. They got embarrassed in the playoffs with Mac Jones. If they continue to not have success when you took a guy like Mac Jones in the first round, you do start to get a little – that ice starts to thin out a little bit underneath mm-hmm. your feet. And For
3: sure. He doesn't have his buddy in the office. Omar Khan is ahead of the uh, – Yeah. Flores, every time Flores is, is, is a
1: hell of a coach. coach. Yeah, I love Mike. I love Brian Flores, Flores. I'm said, I'm pissed that he's with the Steelers. Like honestly, I
3: said on our show, Tomlin better be peeping over his shoulder and making sure he's doing all the right things. Because if he don't, I would give him two years. Okay. If he don't, and I'm Flores, what is it? Flores still 38 years old. So you're 40. Yeah. You you could be in Pittsburgh.
1: Going be your team. And Mike Tomlin's pushing fifty. I think he's almost yeah. fifty. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee you, some pitcher brought Flores
0: in for to begin with was just as a safety net, exactly, hundred percent, yeah, in case they ever have to make that about face.
1: Because imagine if you have to, God forbid, you know, it, I think it would take some drastic measurements over the next couple seasons to to fire Mike Tomlin mid season. But let's say they do. Here's your interim head coach right there, Brian Flores He steps in day one, and and you don't lose anything. It's not like you got a guy doing it for the first time, right? Look what he did with the Dolphins. I mean, I didn't think the Dolphins were that talented of a team, and he made that team good, and that yeah. team played hard. They listened yeah. to him. He wins the locker room. That's what he does. I mean, of now,
0: course, Pittsburgh gets lucky and falls ass-backwards in the Flores right now right. because of the situation at hand. So they, not saying they took advantage well, of it. Well, that's because
1: the NFL is racist, and there's like three blackhead right. coaches. Right. So but Flores they, is like, they, I'm going to go to one of them, and it ain't going to be Lovey Smith, they, they, so I'm going they to they Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> we you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to – he's like, I'll be the head coach in, in Houston by midseason, and I don't want to work with that fucking shit team. So he I said that there. this could
2: very well be Tomlin's first losing season.
1: Absolutely could be. No question about it. I mean, you guys, your defense is, still should be good. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as good as it was last year. I think you guys lost a couple pieces. You you did gain a little bit. You got the – what is it, Miles Jack? Um, your defense is good. Don't know if it's going to be the game-changing defense like it, it, it's been known for. And the offense especially. I think you guys are in such a question with – Mitch Trubisky now, and um, Kenny Pickett right behind him. So there's some questionable people there, or questionable offense for Pittsburgh. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you guys went to the playoffs with shitty-ass Ben Roethlisberger last year, so that just goes to show you that they can win. It's doable. Like
3: I said, if we can't win one more game with the quarterback that we have in Mitch who has playoff experience, then there's something wrong with Tomlin as a head coach. You won nine games with old-ass noodle arm Ben Roethlisberger. Exactly. It's you not. Win one more game.
1: I look at it too. though. Is it's almost about. It's all about execution. It's like the the Kevin Stefanski thing. You have fans of Cleveland that that have Kevin Stefanski in the hot seat because we only won eight games last year with Baker. But if you look at the games and you actually watch what happened, Kevin Stefanski. The the some of the stats you'll see of like the way he can scheme wide receivers open because we don't have burners on the team. Last year we had Jarvis Landry. You have these guys that they're not running by anybody. But we had one of the highest-graded wide receivers of being open in terms of having open windows for Baker. Baker just wasn't efficient. So it does come down to quarterback efficiency. I think Mike Tomlin can scheme a great game plan if Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett or whoever's quarterback and isn't executing. That's not Tomlin's fault, just like it wasn't Kevin Stefanski's fault last year. But somebody's got to take the blame. Exactly. And unfortunately, the NFL stands for not for long. So if you don't produce, you're fucking gone. And that could very well happen to Tomlin. Uh, we're going to move on, though. We had some surprise cuts we wanted to talk about, possible targets for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the biggest surprise cut just happened today, and it was Trey Sermon getting released by the 49ers. Pittsburgh, it would be a great fit for him. I think he's a damn good running back.
3: I think he'd be a great one-two punch with Najee.
1: 100%. He's a guy that like could legitimately compete for a number one spot, and they waived him today, which was shocking. Um, could very well end up in Pittsburgh. You had Denver release a guy I'm keeping an eye on, McTelvin uh, Aguim. The defensive tackle, I think he's in his second or third year. He was like a third or fourth-round pick. Denver released him. That was a big one. Uh, Another guy since the Browns let go of uh, Blake Hance, and we need some offensive line help, a good swing player, Alex Leatherwood, former first-round pick last year from the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, released. Mike Mayock obviously drafted like complete shit in Las Vegas. That got him fired. One of his first-round picks, Alex Leatherwood, who I had graded as like a second-round guy personally, uh, is available. Oh, he did. He already got picked up. I mean, I figured he would. He's not going to, nobody's going to not pick a talent like that. The dude's been in the league for one year. Yeah, he went to the Bears. Damn it. That would have been nice. Uh, another guy who maybe got picked up because I haven't been paying attention today. Jacob Harris, the tight end, got released from the Rams. He was a rookie last year, third round pick, if I'm not mistaken. He is a prototypical kind of guy for the Browns. He is a hybrid wide receiver, tight end type of person. He could very well. Yeah, thank you, Adam. I didn't, I didn't know that. I must've missed that. Um, but Jacob Harris is a guy that I could see the Browns going after because O.J. Howard apparently is going to the Bengals. The Browns only have two tight ends on the roster, so I think tight end is definitely a position to keep an eye on for the Browns.
0: Yeah, so if, I mean, I only wrote down what out of the ones we already talked about because we talked about this earlier a little bit, but the other person was Lynn Bowden, the guy, the, the, the running, uh, the return
1: person. Yeah, because that need, would be a good fit because we, uh, need, we need it desperately. And that's the kind of position to where uh, I almost doubled down on when I said real life isn't Madden. A kick returner, punt returner, you can sign and plug and play. He could come in immediately because you're returning a kick or a punt. I mean it's a pretty easy schemes. The Rams signed him to the practice squad. Who Jacob Harris? Yeah. Oh no shit. Okay. I saw they waved him. But that's something the Browns could still you could sign him off the practice squad if you really want him. Because yep. Yep. Uh, we do need it. I mean we only have two tight ends right now on the roster and Kevin that's Stefanski's that's offense. Of was, uh, from the field. Oh really? So he got, most of person, Kevin yeah, Kevin Rader. Okay, I could see that. I mean, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, right now you're you're picking guys off the bottom of the barrel. I'm not I'm not looking for. We're not going to sign a, a, a starter, a great talent. It's a guy you get you bring in. You hope they can become a project, and they can learn and grow and get and better, and produce, then one day they produce. they produce a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, I also had Kellen Mond written down, but obviously Browns already picked him up, so that one's good.
0: You foresaw the future.
1: I, apparently, uh, I just thought that was interesting. You got a quarterback going into his second year, and the new regime came in and just said, "We're not interested. We traded for Nick Mullins."
0: The connection between Minnesota and Cleveland is hilarious, dude. It is weird. It's, it's Sashi, Brown, or, uh, Sashi Brown, or not Sashi Brown, sorry. And uh, Andrew Barry
1: did, and then yeah. Quezzy, whatever the fuck. I could have seen that, absolutely. A, we needed a little, the bat. A I
0: mean, side talk going on. I right hear we're going to cut this. Guy we
1: we had to roll with uh, Case Keenum and Nick Mullins last year, yep. so that would have made sense to take a guy like, like in the third, fourth round, take a guy like Kellen Munn. That would have been fine. I would have been okay with that. Um, that's really it though. Everything else, Tony Jefferson got released by the, the the Ravens, but I think everybody saw the writing on the wall for that one.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, really, not nothing too surprising for me.
0: There's not really. A, I mean, like I said, we talked about him already earlier.
1: Yeah, pretty I, standard stuff. A couple I, guys the I, Browns could keep an eye, eye on, but nobody them going nobody after game changing. A
0: wide receiver or two here shortly. Sure, um, just to bring them in. Trades are still
1: an option because I mean. Maybe we don't trade assets. Maybe we do now. We have five running backs technically on the roster. Maybe we trade a running back for a wide receiver or whatever. You know what I mean? Things could work. Very tradable.
0: So I think Hunt is an option.
1: Look for guys with expiring contracts that are still talented and useful. And those are the guys that could be traded by the Browns. Very possible.
0: I mean, in that running back room, I think he has them. I mean,
1: a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Only one football. And you got four talented running backs because you've got Chubb, Hunt, Ford, and Dearness Johnson still on the roster. Like, you don't keep that many guys you could you could
0: move yeah. ford up into a hunt role and, yeah. and 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 ford could probably produce just hunt's a well the start.
1: oldest running back on the roster he's on his last year of his contract unfortunately like i said earlier the nfl is, it's not a friendly game especially for running backs
0: expiring contract has talent some team yeah. someone gets hurt you could trade him to them and get like a wide receiver in return it could a lot of stuff could happen you know but That's i think it. i think hunt's the most tradable option in that running back room yeah
1: All right, well, we ran a little late, but that is okay. We are going to wrap everything up with just the tip, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Normally, we start with Tim, and this week we, of course, are starting with Lee, motherfucking Money. Take it away.
2: All right, so this Thursday night on Money's Crazy Soundtrack, we are going to be playing the live concert of a new cover band that is uh, just debuting in the area. They are called the Four Locos. They are a 90s and 2000s alternative rock band if you guys want to catch them on uh catch them live they will be at smedley's in cam's corner on september 23rd
0: smedley's,
2: wow. mm-hmm. and then they will be at last stop in parma on september 30th i'm uh, very
1: familiar with last stop as a parma person yeah i've heard of them yes
2: <laughs> um and uh Something interesting to keep in mind is that there is going to be a special appearance in the second part of this concert by a particular host. More on that Friday night on money's crazy mind.
1: Spoiler alert. It's me. I'm singing for the band. That's what Lee was trying to say. You you wish you wish. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now is Kyle.
0: So because it's Notre Dame week and Ohio State week, it's only fitting that we talk about one of the I would say top five, top ten. Uh, Notre Dame players, college football players of all time. I mean, hell, the guy had the second most Heisman votes uh, in 2012 of a defensive player ever. I mean, he came mm-hmm. pretty damn close to to winning it, but guess who won it that year? Anybody want to say? Guess? Johnny fucking football. Johnny football. <laughs> um, but anyways, this untold story. It's about you know Manti Te'o. We all remember the the shit that went down back in 2012 about his his fake girlfriend that died and this kind of just dives deeper into the story. I mean, I think back then I didn't
2: know I, I liked it. I thought it was well done. Oh,
0: I thought it was a hell of a It was a, very good. It's hell of a thing. I mean, back then you kind of just made the jokes like oh he he lied about it or whatever and it kind of the joke was there for a while and then the, the memes were out there but I didn't realize like how insane crazy this person was that was the catfish and the other and this was this was before catfish became a term you know um this this woman man whatever i think she's she's transgender i think now she has transitioned yes mm-hmm. she or he played the role of like what 10 different people phone conversations changed her voice uh, made it seem like she had a following on facebook acted like the brother the cousin the uncle the the whatever, made multiple phone calls to Manti of, of different voices and different characters and stuff. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, nowadays people know how to look for that shit. But back then, I mean, he he's a college football player. He's playing for Notre Dame. He's busy all the time. He found somebody he thought he f- he, he fell in love with and fell in love with their story. And, I, I mean, it sucks. It sucks that he got taken like this. But um, it kind of it, it's worth the watch. It's two episodes. It kind of makes you feel bad for him. It really does. It really does suck.
1: It was good. Uh, I watched it as well, so I definitely recommend everybody to check it out because next week I want to talk about it more. Before the show started, Lee and I talked about it a little bit, okay. and I've got some thoughts on it. That It was good, but I still think Teo is a bit of a dummy, and I will explain why Oh
0: yeah, next I, I week. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. Talk about it a little bit more in depth. And uh, my tip of the week, just the tip, I'm sorry, is a Time Magazine piece that was done on my wife and myself for the shit we had to go through for... The bad news we got about our baby, it wasn't just a straight up and down. Like like a lot of people understood when we got all the the kind words from everybody. Some people just thought that we had a miscarriage. So I appreciate the, the kind words people had and everything, but they were trying to kind of like, oh, I had a miscarriage also. I know what you guys are going through. And we were very polite about it. We were like, you know, thank you so much. We appreciate the kind words. But that is not what we had to go through. We literally went through hell. Um, the timepiece is beautiful. Actually, before I did the just the tip. Or after, I'm sorry. I submitted my Just the Tip this week. We were actually interviewed with Fox 8. I posted the story on my you know, social media. So if you friends with me on anything, you haven't seen it yet. I posted it on everything. I've been trying to keep people up to date with it. Uh, it's been tough. It, w- it was hard to do the interview with time. We talked with the reporter for hours. Uh, we really went into detail about everything. Uh, some of the stuff wasn't even in the post or in the, in the piece. But uh, we really spilled our guts. And we're okay with sharing our story because we just want to help people. Because we had to go through a lot of shit. Um, I was advised, not advised. I came to the realization today to stay away from social media comments because there are pieces of shit out there. And I am not one to bite my tongue, as you guys all know. So for me, I look for the, the bad comments, and I immediately want to unload on people. And I'm trying to be nice because I'm not trying to get banned from social media. So I was trying to avoid it, but there are real pieces of shit out there. So if anybody at home wants to take, take tag in for me, I'm more than happy to let you uh, let them have it.
2: I thought that the timepiece was very well done. and It
1: was excellent, honestly. It was it was. Such a good piece. It's so powerful. Uh, Again, our message that we're trying to send is not—it's not political. It's not religious. It's not about abortions because technically, that's the shitty part. Is this is considered what we had was considered an abortion, but medically speaking, uh, it had to be done. It wasn't something that we were just in—in a immature children that you know got pregnant. We were really looking forward to having him. So this is something that medically was necessary, and we were denied by the state of Ohio. Uh, So we had to travel. It was a huge pain in the ass. It sucked on so many levels. Our story is just to help others because we were fortunate enough. I could miss work. Uh, We could afford to get hotels to travel. We have transportation. There are women that don't have that. They don't have family around them. They don't have support. They don't have the funds. They may not have a vehicle. They can't travel. Um, Some people can't do that. And if you're in this situation where you get denied and you can't do that, what are you supposed to do? Your options are very limited. That's unfortunately what causes women to do not to be funny, I'm not trying to make a joke here, but they call them like, you know, a back alley abortion or whatever people want to call it, where it's not safe and things happen that could be medically dangerous for a person. And that's kind of what we're just trying to spread the news about, is how hard this situation was for us to begin with, and then how hard the state of Ohio made it on us on top of it. And, you know, I I, I told some people about what we were going through behind the scenes. Like, I know I told Kyle everything that was happening with us. Um... Pretty much, I, I think, damn near 99% of everything you read in the Time magazine, I, I was open with you about. Um, but a lot of people we didn't tell. We just People just thought, like I said, she had a miscarriage. They were like, we're so sorry to hear that, you know, this and that. But really, we had to go through a lot. So read the Time article, go out there and vote, make some changes. Um, again, not trying to get political or anything like that. It's just about women's rights. I think women deserve to not be told what to do with their bodies. And and that should have never happened to anybody, and it shouldn't have happened to us. Um, so that's all I got about that. Uh, that's all for talking about balls this week. On behalf of everybody here, I don't have a quote this week. I wanted to end it on more of a serious note. So uh, honestly, my, my quote is something for me. It's just take care of yourselves. Uh, look out for help others. Be a better person. Don't be a piece of shit on the Internet and hide behind anonymous Facebook profiles because I will look into your name and Google you and try to find where you live. And I'm incriminating myself by saying all this. I didn't do any of those things. You can check my search history. I'm just joking. But uh, allegedly. But seriously, though, don't be a piece of shit. Just be a good person and uh this is kind of the story you'll see people post memes of like be nice to somebody because you don't know what they're going through and that unfortunately is kind of like what was going on with me and tara like i kept a very i was cool calm and collected every time i was on the show here talking with friends hanging out with people everything texting uh but realistically that's what we were going through behind the scenes it was terrible uh really horrible so we just wanted to spread the word and hope everybody else can can make a change help us make a change so thank you everybody we will talk to you guys next week weekly Talking about balls. Thank you to Lee and Dave, who are both here. Steel City Renegades, Sunday nights. We will be on with them, I believe, before week three matchup against the Browns. They're going to have us on that Sunday night. So we will see them again then, probably before that also. But we can't wait for the NFL season to start next week. We're going to break it all down. We're going to have our picks. We're going to tell you guys about the punishment ideas that Kyle and I have. It's going to be a fucking loaded show. Kyle's going to be doing a fantasy draft in the middle of the the show. We're going going to make it work because that's what we do. So it's going to be fun. We can't wait to see you guys next week, 7 to 9, Redline Radio. We will talk to you then. Take care.